0: <laughs> can talk about how much Yuji Naka... Why don't we talk about how much Yuji Naka sucks? <laughs> actually, we we don't have to dwell on it too much. I just
1: think it's funny that he he, he tweeted something about the ninth anniversary while just creating a really terrible black silhouette of, of um one of the... I don't actually remember the person's name, but the co-worker that I'm guessing is part of what kicked him out of Balan Wonderland or whatever was going on with all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, it, it was it wasn't even like a good photoshopping. It was just like a just like a character select person missing from the screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it and it just so shows bad. off like the just this this absolute pettiness.
1: Well, and then he went in. He he then detailed like, wouldn't you feel bad if people were talking behind your back and kicking you out from stuff? And everyone's like, oh yeah, sounds like you. And they listed all of the stuff that he's done throughout his career, where like, uh. I, I was on the Dreamcast where he walked into a room of I I believe it was mostly either Americans or at least foreigners that he didn't uh, believe spoke Japanese said a bunch of stuff in Japan or mm-hmm. Japanese that was like hey we're going to let's let's take all this stuff give it to Sonic team keep mm-hmm. one smart person that knows how to use it fire the rest blah 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 and then everyone in the room was like okay and they just left and got different jobs <laughs> Yeah <laughs> and so Nintendo was sitting there or I mean Sega was sitting there you, you know with with something in their hand uh, like, well, what are we supposed to do now? Great, <laughs> thanks.
0: You couldn't have waited—I don't know—five minutes to say this. <laughs> you know, it's it's sad because it's it, it has the same feel as as like when you read all the reports of like Shigeru Miyamoto being like an absolute tyrant to work with. Yeah, yeah, it Turn it turn, Yes, exactly,
1: exactly. I like, mean, to be fair, at least his video games
0: are better games <laughs> more consistently good yes <laughs> but it's like you know it's that bad feeling where they have this you know they have this sort of you know they're the face of the company and they're the face of all these all these franchises and ips that you love that have become like like inextricable parts of gaming and then it's like oh they're they're like the directorial diva type or yeah, the, like, or like, the corporate, the the evil corporate boss type.
1: It's it's. I remember reading an interview for Majora's Mask with him, where they were asking. I guess he has kids or something, and mm-hmm. he was saying how they asked if his kids got to play early. He's like, "Oh, absolutely not. I'm, I, they they'll have to save up and buy their own copy of the game." And my first thought was, "Man, that just seems like something maybe they're saying because it's sort of funny to throw it out there." But uh-huh. then I then I remember thinking, "Is." Is that real cuz that would suck so much. <laughs> like, like if your dad made freaking Majora's Mask and you didn't get I don't know at least
0: a copy when it was released. <laughs> I mean, it's a- okay. A- as someone who is not a parent myself and has, you know, very strongly entrenched plans to not be. Sure. Um I always look at stories like that and I'm like, you know, a- a- being me, being someone who grew up without stuff without money without being able to get stuff like i do think that not being able to just have stuff that i wanted when i wanted it has made me like appreciate things more and instilled in me a sense of like i don't know just like a lack of entitlement and and the feeling of like needing to work for stuff that you want so i do feel like there's you know when ostensibly rich and privileged parents or, or, you know, the rich parents of, like, potentially re- entitled and, and privileged kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil them. They have to, you know, they have to work for it like like anyone else. It kind of comes off like them being a jerk, but I think that on some level there's probably a sense of, like, I don't want them to just have everything they want and then just grow up thinking that they just get everything that they want all the time. I would agree with you, except that this person made like Zelda, and they're not saying maybe
1: maybe they have to buy I don't know if they want Mortal Kombat, they have to pay for that, but like your dad made Zelda.
0: <laughs> it would yeah. really suck
1: that you don't get to play it right away. It's pretty but,
0: extreme and and
1: going off of that, I don't know i I don't have a a high sense of like entitlement and i didn't I' got most things that I wanted as a kid like i I was kind of in that you know what's it like, the upper middle class sort of thing. So it was like, Hmm. oh, that game's coming out, I can get it. Maybe I had to wait for an event, like birthday or Christmas, or I had to do something and then I could get it, kind of
0: a thing. Um,
1: So I I think that that boils down to a lot of who the person is.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's absolutely not like a stereotypical across-the-board thing.
1: Yeah, but I get where you're coming from, where there's something to be said for... um, for wanting it, earning the thing, and then getting it, or earning the the way to get it, and then achieving the goal. Right. So right, right. I I'm not <laughs> I'm not against that. I just thought that that was an like I couldn't even imagine like there'd be so much. I would just be so annoyed at my dad in that there... sense. Like, dude, really, Zelda? Like, of all, <laughs> I there don't is know.
0: something to be said for like you know the the creator of the thing is your dad and won't give you the thing he created. Right
1: and and I'm not even saying maybe fine maybe if it's a car maybe you don't just get every car because your dad made the car right like whatever or or uh if it's something huge like that like they design houses and he doesn't just give you a house whatever I understand that but we're talking about a, a pretty small thing
2: <laughs> Yeah 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 <laughs> that
1: that would be so cool to have it early and it would be proud like it would be one of those things that I'd be again I guess I don't know I don't have kids so I can't say emphatically but it'd be something that I'd be impri- like I'd be proud of that I'd want to share with them because yeah 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 you'd want that connection and then they're excited I feel like that would be something that most parents would are are looking for like that hey yeah hell yeah let's do this together kind of a thing instead of a once you save up your allowance but then who knows if it's real it just it it goes back to the sometimes you really don't want to look behind the curtain for most people that you think are good at stuff or yeah. like 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 it's we've we've had a lot with actors and directors and things in the last few years where you find out, oh, God, I don't want to know. I don't want to know this about you. Like, and and then to find out about it with video games, it's not surprising. It's just sort of sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, so pulling it back around to Yuji Naka, it's like, okay, well, yeah, I get it. Like, it seems like this man has a long stretch of... Of tumultuous relationships with yeah, companies to, and
1: coworkers. To say the least. Like, like, there, the, did you watch the one little clip that I sent you that was him? They were basically talking, I think it was about Sonic 3, where he said he didn't want to do anything, didn't want to be a part of it. But then when it was right, he took all the credit for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah.
2: Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. That's rough. I mean, it's like... It would be like if Miyamoto took all the credit for Breath of the Wild being good. Yeah, yeah. When like he Miyamoto is in like senior leadership in Nintendo and does not really have his hands on the Zelda franchise at all. He handed that thing over to Eiji Numa like ten years ago.
1: It was a. It was a, had to have been during the around Wind Waker because he really hated the art for Wind Waker. Yeah,
0: I heard about that too. I and believe I the word actually was it made him cringe.
1: yeah yeah. and it was after like a meeting where he was presenting it he's like hey there's still time to fix the art instead of like like as if it was just you know a tech demo of the art still yeah like
0: clearly this was a mistake but it's not too late you can you know if there's if there's one thing that uh that miyamoto is very very okay with doing it's delaying a zelda game (laughs) man it it It's funny because Wind Waker,
1: as far as aging goes, it's by far the best-looking game. uh, Oh,
0: by far, yeah.
1: Like, over time, and will probably always be just because of the the cel-shaded, cartoony look won't ever go out of style, exactly.
0: Yep, yep. That that is a fully-realized art style that will never not be a fully-realized art style.
1: Right, yeah, and when you go with any kind of realism, it looks dumb in five years.
0: Yeah, Twilight Princess looks like garbage now. Yeah. I said, like at me like ocarina
1: of time and um majora's mass sort of get a pass only because they have a quote unquote nintendo 64 look
0: it's true it's true <laughs> but, it's almost like they have their own like, realized, realized art, art style, art style.
1: <laughs> yeah because it's because it was the 64 and it's very distinct looking but once you try to get into that blending of oh we're gonna make it look um hyper realistic and sure it does for that month but then as as i don't know if you've been bombarded with oh my God, this game looks insane in Unreal 5. Because people Mm -hmm. must be doing it for some sort of tech demo or art classes or something where they're just taking their favorite game and making it in Unreal 5. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I see the headline, I'm like, yeah, of course it looks good. It's in Unreal 5. Like, how is this surprising to anybody? (laughs) Of course this thing looks amazing in a brand new amazing engine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's literally like... Unreal 5 is literally just built for, oh my God, this looks amazing. Yeah, so it's
1: like, Ocarina of Time looks incredible in Unreal 5. Yes, yes it does.
0: I'm going to guess just It looks just like, like it's in Unreal 5.
1: It looks like it's in Unreal 5. That bowl of fruit's going to look amazing too. It's just a bowl of fruit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I don't know. I, I was, I'm grateful, actually, that, that Wind Waker looked that way. Because I remember the first time I, I saw the art, I was just excited. I thought it was cool, but I mean I like cartoons and anime and all that stuff, so maybe sure, that's sure. part of it. Uh. But I, I, I never will, once
0: I will openly admit to being part of the contingent that saw that first I believe the first image that I saw of Wind Waker was a was a, a GIF of of like Tune Link from Wind Waker like winking. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a that was a big one. Um and I saw that and I will freely admit to being the person that was like, what is happening? I hate this.
1: <laughs> why does it look the... like
0: this? Why doesn't it why doesn't it look epic and realistic? Well, cause you can't deny
1: the fact that the tech demo of, of Link with Gandor yep. for the GameCube was was, you know, it was cool.
0: It was you, cool it and was... it's and it's it's the it's the FF7 remake problem of like you show you you basically just like showed the old game in a new engine and you Give intend for it to be a comparative shot. Yeah, like you one intend to, one. to just yeah. show like, oh, if we had made this game in this engine, this is what it would look like. Here is a scene that you have. Here's a scene that you've seen before. Mm hmm that you're very familiar with. It's iconic. You know exactly what it looks like, but look how much better it looks because the technology is better. Yes. That's literally what it is.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Unreal 5.
0: Yeah. That's literally all it is. And it's... <sighs> and, and, like, when you well, show it's, it it's off... Ex, it gets exciting because
1: it, it, it starts to spark, like, the nostalgia feeling. It starts to spark right, the... Right. Oh, my God. I I we There's something inherently built into like uh i don't know like uh seeing pretty graphics or seeing the evolution of graphics i I don't i don't know what it is or how to articulate this eloquently but it's i feel like it's baked into most people were exciting to be like oh
0: wow that's more pretty (laughs) yeah right like yeah yeah, yeah
1: it looks prettier therefore i'm excited
0: yeah and i think like i was stumbling all over myself a minute ago but like Ultimately, you show people the deck, the tech demo, and it's like, hey, this is what we can do with this technology. It makes things look prettier. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, whenever people do that, and you've noticed that no one has done that in a long time because of this, um, is it makes everyone look at that and be like, oh, you make the whole game like that. <laughs> yeah, we want that. We make the whole game look like that. That's what we want. And then when you don't do that they just keep asking for it louder and louder and louder until you do it. Yeah. Which is what happened with FF7 remake where it's like you showed us the tech demo when the PS3 launched, when are you going to make it real? I, I and they just did that for like 10 years, 15 years. <laughs> and when they finally
1: yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite that long, but it when they finally I guess when it actually released. But I remember that E3 when they when they had the trailer for final fantasy seven like hey
0: this is coming i Mm -hmm. i was so excited i i had my jaw dropped i was like i can't believe they're actually doing it they've said a thousand times we're never doing It just a tech demo we're not doing it (laughs) man that was that was one of those awesome moments i kind of miss
1: I sort of miss those big reveals because it doesn't happen as often. Since something somehow gets leaked just because of you know if it's on a website and someone's constantly scrubbing every website on the planet apparently or yeah or on the interweb or internet. Uh, well,
0: and knowing knowing the prevalence of leaks, they will just start teasing it themselves. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if
1: sometimes. I mean, I'm not not even that I wouldn't be surprised. I I'll, I guarantee that a lot of times leaks are leaked on purpose mm-hmm. in some way. Oh like not those... even
0: just that like not even just like the the leak coming out and it being a big you know a big PR thing. I'm talking about like even even a company that doesn't want the leaks to come out. Oh yeah. Like they're never going to just drop it someplace randomly without fanfare. There's always going to be like a There's always going to be like the build up to the announcement. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially for something big like that.
0: Yeah. Like it, see we've had saying. games that where like there's a countdown to an announcement to, to an announcement of the release date. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. You know, it's it, like that's... three days from now we're going to announce when we're going to announce when we're going to announce the release. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the release date's been delayed. <laughs> yeah, inevitably. <laughs> So it's like, there's no like the days of like being taken completely off guard are completely gone because if they have something big that they want to drop, they're going to advertise the hell out of it for weeks or months in advance to get everyone's eyeballs on it. And then you know you're expecting something big. So you're more often going to just be let down because it's not as big as they built it up to be. True that I was I was pleasantly surprised with the
1: battle network reveal because that's a. Mega Man series that i've never played but have been told by a bunch of people that i should same so that was really cool i was like oh awesome that's happening but it, of course Mega Man battle network it's not like the final fantasy 7 tech demo is actually a reality kind of right <laughs> it's not like they came
0: out and announced Mega Man legends 3
1: right yeah that or a new battle network and even so it's it's yeah it's
0: just like hey these are not going to be locked to old handhelds anymore
1: yeah, right, I think right. they're all on
0: handheld. I'm not 100% I, sure about that.
1: Probably. I really don't know. I know the ones that people care about were on handhelds. Maybe there is. Because
0: it seems like there's 10 of them. <laughs> That's... Okay. There are six of them. But three through six have a blue version and red version. Ah, okay. Because, you know, I mean, they're, they're called different things. But it's the same thing where it's like, it's the... Do you want this version of the game or that version of the game? They're the same game but with minor differences. Maybe okay. I don't know, different characters. I don't know what the I don't know what the differences are, but it's like Battle Network 1, Battle Network 2, Battle Network 3 red version, blue version, Battle Network 4 red version, blue version, essentially. Mm-hmm. So there are 6 games and, you know, 4 of them have two different have two different variants. Right. So, uh, technically 10, but not really.
1: So, yeah, they're probably all on handhelds. <laughs> I can't picture them doing a... Oh, I mean, I guess the Switch is going to be doing a two different versions on the main console, but the Switch is also sort of a handheld.
0: But yeah, like, it's always weird to hear people refer to the Switch as a handheld because I almost never play it as a handheld, but like... <laughs> yeah. I, I say almost. Like, I do sometimes. Sometimes it's just sitting on the couch and, you know jesse's using the tv for something and i'll just take it off the dock which is really nice to be able to do but i do consider it like i think there's some people who consider the switch to be a handheld with a that you can dock and i consider the i consider the switch to be a docked console that you can take handheld yeah yeah me mean yeah like it's it's obviously still both but like I feel like everyone has one version or another of it that they consider to be its primary function and the other one's the auxiliary function. Yes. Yeah. So it's always weird. It's always weird to me when people refer to the Switch as a handheld because like I know that they're right, but that's not the way that I think about it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it depends or it depends entirely on how you use it. Yeah, exactly. Or if you have like the 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 light then it's purely a handheld
0: that's true yeah
1: accurate shrug <laughs> shrug <laughs> hey did you see all the rumors the switch pro is coming back
0: <laughs> oh god yeah
1: because i guess nintendo bought a whole bunch of parts or something to have supply and then they, I, mean, I know there here's was a split- the thing
0: like everybody knows that they have to eventually do a new console like, yes, it's but then going it won't be the pro to happen anymore.
1: eventually. It'll be the Super Switch or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'm concerned about. And I was actually just talking about this yesterday. Oh. Um, Nintendo has this weird thing where it's like, we're not just going to do a souped up version of the same thing, we have to make it different and innovate.
1: Yes. Well, that's definitely been true since uh, after the GameCube.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Even the GameCube, like, the GameCube itself was like, we're going to do the mini discs.
1: Yeah, they tried to innovate because it was like faster loading and all that stuff. Right,
0: right. I think it was primarily an anti-piracy measure.
1: Yeah, but they like to say it was because of faster loading. Yeah, that's what I that's what I remember reading. We we got the lunchbox console, so I'm not going to complain.
0: It's true. Yeah, it's the best looking
1: console ever. <laughs> Man, God, I I want I just want a gutted one to take to 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 work, like. I'm teaching in class, and then I, I pull out my, my lunchbox for a snack, and it's just the GameCube that, you know, opens up. You pull out a bag of chips. It'd be the best.
0: Are you aware that the third podcast we ever recorded... We
1: talked about the the GameCube lunchbox. ...is called
0: Demon's Crest and the GameCube lunchbox? I, it's it's something I've wanted for a very, very long time.
1: <laughs> 20 years, okay? Not much has changed. Not much. Yeah, I'm a simple person, all right? <laughs> You show me Final Fantasy VII, I'll buy it unless it's got loot boxes. Did we and... talk
0: last week about the GDQ run of Kirby Tilt and Tumble, where the guy's just tilting an actual no. GameCube around? God, that I didn't. Okay, that was so awesome.
1: <laughs> he had the he had the. Uh, it's not called the Super Game Boy. What is it called? What's the game? It Boy is the attachment? Game Boy Player. Yeah, Game Boy Player. Yeah, the the. You know, if you flip the GameCube upside down, there's like seven little. Uh, compartments on the bottom, and yep. one of those you could plug in the Game Boy Player, which would allow you to play Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And this dude is playing Kirby Tilt and Tumble, which you know you're supposed to be um rotating and moving as you it's it's like those. uh What is the name of those
0: games where you know there's like a marble and you've got to guide it through a a course to get? To oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what the is it. I want to call it a slide puzzle, but that's a that's a that's yeah, like the I feel like slide puzzle. Yeah, the sliding, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know what that's called, but it's kind of like that, except you have Kirby and you're tilting the ball around.
0: Yeah, basically (laughs) it's a game or it's a it's a Game Boy Color game with an accelerometer in it. And the idea is you're supposed to tilt the Game Boy around. But if you want to actually play it on your screen and stream it, you have to run it through through the Game Boy player in the GameCube, and then plug that (laughs) into the TV and, and so the only Game way Cube. that the only way that they could run it at GDQ was to plug it into the GameCube and have the entire GameCube with the cartridge in it be the accelerometer so it was a 40 something minute run of a dude just tilting an entire ass GameCube back the, the and guy, forth.
1: The guy that ran it said that he actually prefers playing this way. He says it's more comfortable for him. And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that.
0: I, okay. I kind of get it.
1: (laughs) I mean, you don't have to look at a small screen. So you're able, the fact that you're able to look at the television and play already is a
0: huge You don't have to look at a small screen while you're tilting it around. That's what I mean. Yeah. It was, and the, the screen is stable, but also like tilting, like tilting your little Game Boy around. I feel like you'd have more control. With a oh, larger Oh yeah, a, I can see that. With like a larger thing. Whereas like it's if you're weightier. tilting just a little Game Boy around, there's like way more there's way more play and it's way easier to like accidentally tilt it one way or another because it's lighter. Sure, of course. So I feel like your movements would be less deliberate that way. Yep, Whereas yeah. Whereas with the GameCube, like every movement is very deliberate.
1: <laughs> that was that was a really good run.
0: Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I don't think we talked about. I don't think it had happened yet. Um, the um, the really really unfortunate Metal Gear Rising, uh, run at GDQ was. I watched the 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 bit of the main game.
1: It seemed. I mean, it seemed like they were overly excited about being god gamers. But the run seemed all right.
0: I don't know what what was wrong. Oh, uh, oh! I thought we talked about this in Did Discord. We? Um. Yeah, the runner cheated. The oh. uh, so here's what here's basically Wait, what happened. He cheated the, he, while playing, he was running remotely. Re- oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, he was running remotely, and I think the main run was um, I think the main run was okay, but they had a DLC incentive that was like I want to say like $30,000 or something like that. Okay, for him to run
1: the DLC. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I type i typed it into google i'm now seeing
0: what you're and saying. instead of actually playing that live he actually just played a video of a segmented run that he'd recorded earlier <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute it says it was a world record run too well yeah it was a world record run because he just yeah but how dumb are you if you're going to record a video why would you make it a world record because i don't know because he wanted to flex i guess but it also but it also sounds like he intended to just like come clean about the whole thing (laughs) and then he gave a really weird extended speech at the end of it where like and the runners had a hard time cutting him off or the 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 showrunners, i mean had a hard time cutting him off and he just like went on and on and on and Uh, talked about like more godless knights being ahead this being the last time they'd cross paths and what
1: i mean he was really obsessed with calling himself a god gamer in the beginning
0: (laughs) so it it feel like no one really knows what exactly was going on there but like it kind of seems like he expected to get found out and was just kind of was just kind of i don't know like trolling Like, he just wanted to make a mockery of the whole thing? Because essentially what he did is he recorded, like, best-of segments. Right, right, that's how come it was the world record, quote-unquote. So instead of it being one consistent run, he just did each section of it really, really, really well, and then cut them all together. And, like, segmented runs can be really cool, because it's basically... You know, it's basically being able to perfect each individual part of it and then splice them together. Well, I mean, that's how they do their
1: splits when they're like, oh, I could this the best time I could get in this section sort of a thing or like the best time I can get based on what I have left and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's it's a good way to measure yourself and sure potential best uh, if everything goes perfectly. Here's like the absolute best time you could get. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And those can be really fun to watch when you're not under the impression that it's a live RTA run.
1: Oh, man.
0: That's rough. But, like, it sounds like he had sort of intended to get caught or to come clean about it. Hmm. From the, from the context. But, like, it's not like he announced it after the run was over and was like, hey, this is fake. Yeah, it looks like he instead a, so the- gave a really weird speech that put everyone off and... I mean, I'll be honest. I was a little bit put off by his God gamer speech. <laughs> At the I honestly, of the I watched for like 10 minutes, despite that being the game that I was like most excited to see. Yeah, I was really excited too. Actually, I watched like 10 minutes of it and was like, I don't know what it is, but something about this really puts me off and I'm not enjoying watching this. So I just turned it off. Yeah, I, th- the commentary team was okay. Sometimes it seems like a
1: few times they made a a couple of jokes that I don't know. They were like, whatever. It's kind of missed. So, mm-hmm. sometimes, the, sometimes the comment... I, I actually think a lot of times with GDQ, the commentary is what makes or breaks an enjoyable run to watch for me. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. And so if I'm not vibing with them completely, it's sort of like, yeah. Because like the Silent Hill 2, I don't know if you watched that. The commentary for that was awesome. It was so much fun to watch the Silent Hill... Or not 2, excuse me, Silent Hill 4. 4, yeah. Uh, that that was a That was a very fun one to watch because they were goofy and they were just having a good time with the event and themselves and
0: yeah like the the best like the absolute best vibes are the ones where like they're not really concerned about they're not really concerned about like their performance in the game so much as they're concerned about the performance with just having fun yeah cuz listen with everyone, themselves with each other with the crowd of, the, of game. the people
1: watching there's maybe yeah. like a thousand people probably less than that that are watching it to see someone you know try and get a world record for real like yeah, most yeah, of, yeah. Ev- almost everybody watching it is to just have the the vibes of gdq along with watching people do cool stuff yeah like it's it's <laughs> and if they make a mistake no one has a clue no one like, knows
0: one of the best runs of the event was the super mario sunshine one I, which I got completely scuffed an hour in <laughs> yeah, I, heard he, I heard he died and he didn't have any lives left. He was like, I I don't know. So the way that Mario Sunshine Runners do the game is they play the game without a memory card because if you have a memory card, then every time you collect a shine, you waste three seconds while the game asks you if you want to save. Yeah, it's,
1: I mean, it's a long time, actually. If if and, and let's be honest, if you're running it for a speed run, the chances of you dying are pretty low because you're probably an expert at the game.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> like you dude. run
0: the game without a memory card because if you don't have a memory card then the game just doesn't prompt you to save because how are you going to save so it just yeah. saves that whole screen and you can just go
1: yeah I, I actually it's funny that that specifically because they were talking about it during the mario 64 run and how you have to press down twice to get to know and sometimes when you're speed running uh after you get a star you might hit the wrong button and you're like oh god and then that's it like you screwed up the run if you're trying yep. to you know go for yeah. the world record stuff.
0: Well yeah, Mario 64 especially being like hyper hyper optimized too. Yeah. But in this part. case, the guy running uh the guy running uh Sunshine. Mario Sunshine just game over it in one of the uh <laughs> in one of the platforming stages and it was like 40 something minutes into the run and didn't have a save. So he just had to start over from the beginning and it's like, "Well, there's no way. It's a 3-hour run. You were like, you know, a quarter of the way into it. There's no way for you to finish it within the within the, um,
2: the yeah, if time you want to stay on schedule, which I think so they already now, now it's basically
0: anyways. just play up to the estimate and get as far as you can. And honestly, that was great. They like shout outs to like, not only the runner, but the couch and the showrunners for like thinking on their feet and being like, okay, what do like, we can just call it a, we can just call it a failed run, but then like we, we got to fill two more hours of time with it. Okay it is now a shine challenge how many shines can you get in in like this much time
1: yeah i i i think that's the perfect example of what gdq is really about and i and my understanding is they ended up raising like 20 or thirty thousand just during that run which is quite a bit for a run that's in the middle of the night est yeah
0: totally like it, it actually i think for the event purposes worked out a lot better because it Essentially, pulled in like sympathy donations.
1: Right, everybody's. everybody's everyone's like, dude, it's okay, you're good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like that right there is really at the heart of what that event is. Yeah, is like, and 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 honestly, like speedrunning culture in general.
1: Yeah, most is, people are are all about helping each other out, and
0: it's just like being supportive and 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 lifting each other up and helping each other out. And I mean, I think that the the relay races are a great example of that
1: where mm-hmm. sure you can have a little bit of competition, but everyone's just really happy. Like everyone's cheering for the team that wins. like, cause it doesn't really matter. It's just about getting together and having a good time. And yeah, like the people
0: who lose and... are very rarely look upset about it. If right. anything, they look over at the team that won and they're like, whoa, that's awesome. Great job. Yeah. Like they're, they're clapping or cheering or trying mm-hmm. to high five the other team and stuff. Uh,
1: so it was, it was it was it was a great event. I, I'm I really like the format, even though apparently people can cheat still. I guess I never thought about that as an issue. Um, I most people didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really love the format where it's in person and online, so people don't have to travel if they can't or don't want to or whatever the reason.
0: Yeah, um, I hope the, the issue with the, the with the Metal Gear Rising run doesn't make them more hesitant really. to uh I-, I hope it doesn't make them more hesitant to take remote runners in the future.
1: I don't I don't think it will stop that completely. I, I really I really hope that person didn't screw up everyone else's chance of. that. Yeah. Like, that's always that would always be, the that fear, would be right. It's like
0: one person takes advantage of a loophole in the system and ruins it for everyone else who wants to, like, use it legitimately.
1: Well, especially since no one did it over the last two years. True, <laughs> so
0: true, like, true. Like, it's even it's even more messed up that it happened now.
1: Like, yeah. now that it's back in person, it's like, yep, time to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so the. I saw the Zelda 64 thing after the fact
2: the, mm, the beta,
1: yeah. um, Zelda 64, Ocarina of
0: Time, <laughs> um. It's funny because, like, that doesn't actually narrow it down to the specific no. game you're talking about. <laughs> no, not at all. But I, I, that they, that there's all that, we were talking
1: about rumors on the internet and, or rumors before the internet specifically yes. was the mail question, and, there was that big rumor that was... I do remember saying how you could get the Triforce in Ocarina of Time. And I'm, I actually remember reading the post that they reference in... So there's there's a really cool video that does a nice summary of the finding the Triforce, getting the Triforce, making a coherent story to link it all together, and how they got into GDQ and stuff. Um, I'm looking for the actual video so I can tell the people listening what to search for if they want to see it. I can uh, put it in the description, too. Cool, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's a video by someone named Swanky Box who apparently... I don't know. They're fairly big. They've got half a million subscribers. So you should be able to search swanky box like Triforce Ocarina of Time. And it's like a 20 minute video where it goes over the process of how there is in the beta code or in the code of Ocarina of Time. There's a whole bunch of assets that were never utilized. Things like that R wing uh, Mm -hmm. from Star Fox and the Triforce was actually there. And like a weird fight with the mailman.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: or some aspects of it, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, and during the event, they had, they they had a the, a task bot go through, like doing all the sequencing of stuff. And ultimately, when you they opened the Triforce, they were like, hey, it's like the future. And they they integrated the Twitch chat where like yeah. you know future Link. So it's actually the Breath of the Wild Link and um, or not Breath of the Wild. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild. Breath yeah. of the Wild Link in Zelda. Being there, like it's the future. We're all here to help each other out, and it was like Twitch chat in the clouds and so stuff. It was like it was super cool. You should check out the either the live run or the the video that I was just talking about. Um, and that was so awesome to have to think about the internet rumors. Hey, we made this is like it was actually partially real, even though the rumor started as a total ruse. Yeah, yeah. And then, but it was, but it was technically in the game in some way, and then they turned it into like a quest that that was. Like, cause I was watching the video, I was like, oh my God, this is actually in the game somehow. This is so cool. Cause I wasn't paying attention to the very, be- the first part of the video, um, that I was just talking about. I was just kind of, I came in like, I don't know, a few minutes later after I had been on, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then when it got to the future part and it showed Breath of the Wild Lincoln, I was like, oh wait, wait, what? Okay. This, there's no way this was in <laughs> the 64 cartridge. Then I, then I, you know, took a second and was like, ah, okay. Okay. Cause I think I messaged you being like, dude, this is crazy. And then I edited my comment back. I got baited. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the internet rumor got me again <laughs> uh, but that was awesome that was such a cool use of uh new technology and, and old stuff and and bring it all together in a way that's just like really feel good
0: yeah and the and the idea that all of that was just being coded in live by button presses on a controller like yeah. that the whole arbitrary code execution thing like I'll never be able to even begin to understand how that works. No, me neither. Cause Programming like, in
1: general is still like magic. Like when 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 I think about my computer turning on and just doing normal functions, like God, that's magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any sufficiently advanced technology. I I find arbitrary (laughs) code execution in video games to be indistinguishable from magic.
1: (laughs) Just just the fact that it's a bunch of like, you know, some numbers and some electric gates and some things happening. It's like, oh, cool. I'm playing a video game. I don't I I
0: guess that like I, I guess for me, like I understand that when you press buttons on a controller, you are feeding input to a computer. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I understand that. It's just, I guess I always thought that like, when you're feeding those inputs to the, to the system, they, they go in their own special little bucket. Sure, right? Yeah. Like those inputs go in, in the, in the control sphere and those, like, there's a very limited number of things that you can do with those inputs. They are only supposed to do these things and nothing else. So the fact that you can like overload them or overflow them, and just start doing coding in the game with the with those button presses, if you do them in the right way with the right timing with the right setup, is like I yeah. I, I guess that's why they have to do the whole the whole setup thing with well, all of the like all the early stuff.
1: That that was so fun to me about the the videos because they went into a tiny bit more detail about how the. They they had this they they knew they could do it, but they weren't skilled enough to press the buttons to make it happen. So they had right. to enlist an old world record holder from the game and be like, Hey, can can you press the buttons for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so cool.
0: It's yeah, just... so I, I guess that's why they have that whole setup where it's like, okay, now we've broken the game and right. and the controls are now outside of the of the control bucket and can now, you know, because we we've broken those constraints so now it can just type stuff directly into memory. Mhm. And it's like I I understand that in theory but it is still magic.
1: Well that's that's sort of how I feel about a lot of technology in general. Like yeah, I get it. I kind of get the 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 mechanics behind it and the idea of it. But the fact that it still functions is weird. Like even just you and I talking is kind of a is a little bit of a miracle to me
0: that's true yeah
1: like i know it's not but it also is
0: it's it it is no it is like it's when you consider like it's it's 2022 think about life a hundred years ago or like 30 (laughs) no like like actually a hundred okay like at, at a time when like most U.S. households were not wired for electricity.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're you're pooping outside in the in the cold.
0: Like things are starting to change. We're you know we're through the whole industrial revolution, so like technology is starting to ramp up. But like, isn't, isn't this like the, the the Great Depression? I think it would be like it would be like seven years before the Great Depression.
1: Yeah.
0: So like the twenties were actually yes. a good were yeah. actually a good time You're right. with some, You're right. with You're some right. cool stuff, yeah. But like, you know, flight had been discovered twenty years earlier, <laughs> or so. And it's like the going back to that, there are people who are alive today who were alive at that time, who were alive at a time where like people didn't commonly have telephones. Yeah,
1: I mean, Leticia's grandmother's. Uh, going to be 101 this year
0: yeah and like the the best way to contact someone was with a letter through the post (laughs) so like if you wanted to send someone a message and ask them how they're doing you'd write them a letter and it would get there in a week
1: yep or you just think about it and that's it
0: (laughs) yeah or you just wonder like i wonder how they're doing
1: And then move on with your life because you have a lot of other stuff to worry about.
0: Yeah. Like spending four hours doing laundry by hand. (laughs) So, like, that is so not that long ago that people are still alive from that time frame. Right. And yet, here we are just being like.
1: Hey, let's casually talk about video games on the internet.
0: Yeah. Video games are already. uh,
1: Like, video (laughs) (laughs) games. So, that was one of my favorite. Uh, parts of the, um, the one the, of like, when I would, when I would talk about virtual reality in a class is be like, I'd always start the class with like, Hey, how do you, what do you think about virtual reality? And more often than not, more than half the class would be like, yeah, I don't care. And I'd be like, what an amazing time we live in to mm-hmm. not to think about virtual reality and be like, yeah, I don't care. There's so many other cool things happening on the planet around me that the, the idea of virtual reality just, you know, it doesn't interest me at all.
0: <laughs> well, and like, we're also at a, we're also at a point in time where like, people's impression on virtual reality is I've tried it and I'm not impressed.
1: Uh-huh. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's the idea of it. It's <laughs> to, to, to write it off completely is a, is still kind of a Testament to just how much technology and how, uh, how how much growth there has been in the last, you know, well hundred years, as you were saying, if you were to go back a hundred years to today, it would, it's completely yeah. different. It's, it's like, in our minds, because I think we're warped in terms of what we actually have. So in our minds, it's we haven't gotten far enough. But if you were to actually go mm-hmm. back there and look to the future, it's like oh my god, it's like thousands and thousands of years in a way. If, if you oh compare yeah, to like previous the, the sheer amount or, of techno- uh, technology.
0: Yeah, the sheer amount of technological advancement over the last fifteen years. Yeah, is like it has become so rapid and so explosive. That, like, I mean, if you think about what life looked like between, like, the 1800s and the early 1900s, like, the early 1800s and the early 1900s, certainly there are some differences. Certainly there's, like, those aren't the same. There's, you know, you get automobiles, there's, like, there's more electricity in use, there's, you know, there are technologies that have made people's lives better. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's the same. But if you think about what life really looked like in like the early 1800s versus the early no- or better, better, I mean, even yet, if you
1: went back like 2000 years,
0: the early 1700s versus the early 1800s. If you think, if you put a picture in your mind about what life looks like in those two timeframes, I bet they look mostly the same. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, and it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to, 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 pinpoint it because if you go back 100 years or like 60 70 years in our time like if you watch an old movie there's things that they're doing that are exactly like what you're doing it's just like oh that car is a little better looking now or yeah oh the yeah, houses yeah. have you know electricity or plumbing but then that's if you look at the 50s or 40s it's 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 really hard to see the jumps in technology because they're not as tangible as going from a horse and a buggy to a car right right right, right. like it's it's in a way it's kind of similar to what uh, we were talking about earlier when you can can or can't see you know a a, a disease or not. It's yeah, it's really yeah. hard to um to put your finger on where the evolution has happened. So it's easy to sit back and say, oh, technology hasn't changed that much, or oh, technology um it, it the, the growth isn't as big or something because it's not as noticeable. But then when you sit back and actually look at it, it's like holy crap! <laughs> yeah, there is a lot that has has changed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's- it- like, I think that I think for us at our age and our generation, like it is easy enough just to look back at like the 90s.
1: I mean, yeah. Looking pre and post Internet.
0: Yeah. Or even like early Internet. Yeah, I kind of. think. Still... I still remember in the 90s, like <laughs> seeing TV commercials telling people what to post in their AOL bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember the yeah. AOL keywords? Yeah. And they'd post those instead of the actual web address.
1: No, absolutely. There, there was the 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 '90s was. I I kind of put early internet as part of <laughs> no internet in some way. Yeah, it's
0: understandable.
1: <laughs> I think it wasn't until you know uh, once in a weird way, once online games started to be much more commonplace, that's when the internet really started to to mm-hmm. pick up for mm-hmm. for in my eyes. And that's probably just bias, but whatever
0: <laughs> i mean it's it makes sense it makes sense as a as a thing that that uh for the, us on this gaming podcast weird i know for us, it's to, weird. For it's us weird. to measure the jumps in technology with how they affect gaming i mean makes hell perfect we're, we're, sense
1: the the game we're gonna talk about in a little bit is
0: the it. it speaking it's complete, of early internet
1: complete rise to fame because of the early internet places like something awful and uh Oh, Newgrounds, Newgrounds, yeah, no, was it Newgrounds? That's, I know, I can't remember. I know I originally saw huge, it on Newgrounds. Yeah, of, yeah, it ended up there. I just, I, I, am pretty sure something awful did the, um, they had like a, a a Photoshop Friday kind of a thing, and the I'm almost positive that the 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 uh, zero wing. The, the All Your Baser Belonged to Us thing kind of took off on that forum. And that then it sense. became something huge. Because I think OC Remix actually had a goofy, the original, when it wasn't OC Remix, it was just Overclocked, his other website where he did. Right, yeah. It uh, was a webcomic, right? Yeah, there's a webcomic and a bunch of, like, game reviews. They were funny. That's where I learned about Snacks and Jackson that I made you play. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other things. But I think it was between uh, Overclocked and Something Awful that sort of propelled zero wing to be a game that anyone even knows today I mean hell yeah. I bought it was the first time my mom ever used her credit card to buy something from the internet because I wanted a, a sweatshirt that said like what happened and a t-shirt that said all your base are belong to us
0: I was like... also for a long time had a t-shirt that said all your base are belong to us yeah like that that's... and the back of it said someone set up us the bomb
1: yeah <laughs> we probably bought the same shirt I'm guessing
0: <laughs> probably it was, it <laughs> like, was it in like a pixel text with a little pixel bomb at the end of it Oh, I don't remember the
1: bomb. The front had the cats. Um, had had the now mine
0: only had the text. Wow. Ah, okay, so we okay. in fact bought completely different T-shirts <laughs> with that line on it. Yep. Yep. And I remember I had
1: the sweatshirt that said what happened. And I, I there were people that would walk up to me in high school that would be like, "Oh man, that's funny." And it's from people that I never would have guessed had any idea. About the game, because that's how I mean, it was it was pretty much the original meme for video games before memes meant memes. Yeah, true. It was yeah. just a funny thing online.
0: It was it was absolutely like one of the progenitor gaming memes.
1: hmm. Well, we'll talk about that uh, in,
0: a, in a, bit. a bit. Do you want to? OK, so there's two things I want to do before we get to it, Hit because I, I actually Go. am kind of excited to talk about Zero Wing. um. So, one, one, I kind of, I've had this stuck in my head because I kind of started a point about the uh, about the new Switch and then we right, kind of careened it. off into talking about something else. Um, the only thing I wanted to say, because we t- started talking about Nintendo doing innovation. Yes. And all I wanted to say is, like, the Switch is doing really well like the Wii was doing. And I, do I feel U. like they're trying really, they're going to, do something wild to try to experiment with some, some sort of innovation thing. And I just hope that they keep it in their pants enough to not completely alienate everyone that likes the switch like they did with the Wii U.
1: So my, th- I have two thoughts on that one. They could do something crazy, but then maybe they just leave the switch Two as the switch to that is going to be their new handheld. Cause they're not, you know, they're not doing the, the game boy, the three DS, any of that stuff anymore. So they make the Switch 2, and it's just, you know, some kind of evolution in terms of graphics. I don't have a clue. And then they do something crazy on the side. It's the Switch, but more power. Right. And then they do something kind of wild on the side so they can scratch that innovation itch that they have. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Or maybe they've decided they just like money and they don't want to bother with that. Right. Because the Switch is doing just fine, and a Switch Pro will do just fine as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So my thought for them that they might do with a new console, and they might lock it to the new console because <laughs> that would be Nintendo, uh, is is having some kind of account wide system in place finally. Like, like maybe the sell the the selling point of the Switch Two will be more power, more all that stuff, whatever that everybody likes, and some sort of online aspect. Like you know, they bring back the the Miiverse type thing, but not literally the Miiverse, but yeah, yeah. you know they 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 bring in. I don't know, they bring in trophies or achievements, they bring in chat stuff, they bring in um, some some reason to get you, to get people playing and using the Switch beyond just games, or just for playing a game and then being done. I don't know, they could do something like that. I I also hope that they, well, I don't want to say I hope that they don't do something wild. Uh, because I like their innovation, it's always fun. I like seeing what they do, even if it ends up being not utilized at all. Like the Wii U, I, not, not there's like no Nintendo game outside of the launch Nintendo. Um, God, what was the bundle called? Uh-oh.
2: Nintendo Land, yeah, 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 I think yeah. It was Nintendo Land, yeah.
1: Outside of that, like nothing even used the touchscreen for anything other than a map,
0: basically, <laughs> yeah, because no one knew what to do with it, like they they were in their own little office and they were like, wouldn't it be cool if, and it really feels like the Wii U is meant to be a beta switch. Yeah. Like they were like, man, we really sure would like to have people be able to just have this screen that they can take with them. Yes. But we don't have the tech figured out to make it its own standalone thing. So it still has to be connected to the, to the console. And then they just like the, the hilarious thing about it is like, between the main Wii U console and the touchscreen, the thing that they decided to innovate on was the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. They're like, why don't we? Why don't we just make the touchscreen the whole console? <laughs> That's what we wanted to do in the first place.
1: Yeah, And, yeah, and I just think couldn't do it yet. I because I think Nintendo right now would be digging themselves a hole if they made a new console and all of because people. I don't think people are in a, the space to... Since a lot of people are going digital with stuff now, people mm. don't want to give up their game collections for a new console, I, I feel like. Um, sure. So if you could transfer the Switch games over to a new Switch, that'd be a massive selling point for picking up the new Switch.
0: Oh, yeah, backwards compatibility?
1: Yes. Like, yeah. that would be huge. Which, if they innovate too hard, that becomes impossible. If they do right. something
0: insane, who knows? Um, I can almost see them doing... So, like, the Wii U... Because it still used the Joy-Cons because they wanted to sort of feed off of the, the momentum of the Wii. And they made it backwards compatible, so it's like... But then you got marketing confusion where people were like, okay, so it's just an add-on for the Wii? Is it a yeah. new like... Because you're still using the... You're still using the Wiimotes. I think I called them Joy-Cons a minute ago, but whatever. You did, but that's okay. You, you're still using the Motes, but now there's this screen, so do you just buy the screen and then the games are the same? The screen looks stupid. <laughs> So, like, nobody understood, unless you were, like, really connected with gaming like you and I, like, the Wii hit a huge casual audience of people who don't follow gaming. And so, like, it was really difficult to explain to all of them how this thing that has, like, 80% of the same functionality as the Wii is a different thing with new games. Yes. And And so no one wanted it because either they had their Wii and were happy with that, or they were like that touchscreen looks dumb and I don't want to play games on that. I
1: so I think I think the the Wii's, the Wee sold really well because it was inexpensive yes. and it hit all and it hit the it hit the people that liked video games but don't care about video games. Like right. they literally yep. just haven't cared at all for years. Because if, if you if you if you were to remove all of them the Wii would not have it would have been a pretty much a failure I imagine. And so I think the Wii U kind of Maybe not a failure, but it wouldn't have been the the, the monster that it was. Um, right, yeah. And the Wii U was basically the Wii without the casual audience. Basically, like, yeah. The Wii U sold, like, I don't know, it's, it's a laughable number of consoles. I don't yeah, it's, how many it's it like
0: 20 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 20 million,
1: yeah. And that's pretty much what you would expect of just people that, it's basically, oh, these are the people that ca- like Nintendo and they don't care about, any like, they'll just buy it because it's Nintendo. And that's that's about what you'd expect, I yep. feel.
0: So, the, I mean, I bought one and I sorry, I, bought, I that's had a 13.5 million.
1: I, yeah, there you go. 20 is too high.
0: Um, I literally over I in trying to under in trying low-ball to lowball it. <laughs> yeah. In trying to lowball it in like in trying to exaggerate it, I actually like you, you over- underestimated it <laughs> yeah. even further. Yeah, no, you overestimated or overestimated, yeah, Uh, yeah, you
1: overestimated your underestimate
0: (laughs) (laughs) to uh just to to, just to throw this out there, yes, um, because 13 million still sounds like a lot of consoles sold, right? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, like, if you're an outside observer, 13 million is a large number of millions, sure. But the Wii and the Switch have both sold over a hundred million.
1: Hell, the the Switch theoretically could end up being the the highest selling console.
0: It's on its way. Ever, what what it is, is it, it? Is it the is PS2 that's highest way. right
1: now? What's that? Is the, is, which is the highest right now? The Switch. No, I mean overall.
0: Oh, like um, geez, I don't know. Is it the PS2? Or I think is it? it's the I think it's a 3DS or maybe the original DS yeah i think Nilly? it's the original ds
1: oh i i thought it was something i thought it was a the the ps2 for some reason uh um
0: oh you mean okay i was talking about in just oh, no, I meant, nintendo
1: no sorry 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 i meant overall completely i don't yeah actually, okay know.
0: um yeah the, the playstation 2 uh followed closely by the ds based on this uh Based on this Wikipedia article. We got oh, the PlayStation man. 2 at roughly 155 million. <laughs> Holy the crap. The DS at 154 million. It prints money. <laughs> uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color at 118. That's kind of cheating, but yeah. The PlayStation, yeah, I mean, they're different consoles, but they're looped in together.
1: Yeah. But then then the, then it should be the 3DS and the DS in my opinion, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, it says here that the PlayStation 4 has sold more than the Switch, but By I that believe that is now no longer the case.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Like I, I think this is I think this has not been uh I think this has not been updated because I read something recently, like in the last couple of months, that the Switch uh has outsold the lifetime sales for the for the, the PlayStation PS4. 4. So I think the Switch is now in fourth behind the Game Boy, the DS, and the PS2
1: the p s four was a, is a really good console it is
2: it I'm very I'm, much is. I was
1: I was really impressed because I didn't care about it when it came out I bought the slim I bought it because monster hunter world and Dragon Ball fighters was coming out and uh they had a it was now uh, the right price and then after I got it, I was like well wow, this console's rad <laughs> there's a lot of great stuff on it and clearly it's still doing okay for itself it's really strange this is this we've talked about this a bunch but the transition from console to consoles is so weird now yeah like i don't think the industry even knows exactly what to do or how to handle this yet because because before when you were buying physical games not having it work on the next console was kind of annoying but it wasn't tragic people wanted backwards compatibility and sometimes it was there sometimes it wasn't um i mean early
0: on it was it was unheard of
1: right yeah like yeah, the idea like people...
0: that you could put your your SNES game into the 64 and have it work was like why would that even be a thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. Well, cuz the the PlayStation was the first company to do it with the PS2. Right. And then the early PS3s. And it's it's it is always it's one of those things like game prices where if you listen to people talk about it it's like in the past backwards compatibility has always been so important. It's like, "Well, no." <laughs> it was uh, early PlayStation consoles, that's true. But even PlayStation was like this is too much money. We don't care about the emotion engine. We're not putting it in PS3s anymore. Uh and Nintendo did it a little bit with the, you know, the Game Boy and that kind of stuff. So it's sort of like depending on where you if you cherry pick your examples, then yeah, it's always been important. And it's 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 we've talked about how the seventy game feels really bad now. But if you compare it to games, you know, even for the sixty four with inflation, they're still cheaper than they were at the time. Yeah. So it's it's one of those. I, that's why I think we're at a kind of a weird place in in gaming, where gaming has, um, where they I don't know if they know how to go to the next stage yet, or if I don't, anyways. But I'm not in a position to have to make that choice, so that's probably good for everyone involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Like I think the what is the what is the thing that I that I read earlier. Where it's like the the gap between the gap between like Final Fantasy ten and Final Fantasy fifteen mm-hmm. is the same as the gap between um,
1: oh, you oh, mean like t- like time wise? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ten came out in two thousand, and the original or two thousand and.
2: I think it's
0: I I think the line was like the the gap between Final Fantasy 6 and Final Fantasy 10 is the same as the gap between 10 and 15. okay, or something like that. I'm going to look it up now.
2: Yeah, six. But it's
0: basically like think about how different those games look.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And like, yeah, 15 looks better than than 10 but they don't look like completely different things. No.
1: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's been years of iteration on it.
0: Right, right, right. It well, it's, it kind of falls
1: back to the, but it's in unreal five. It's pretty. <laughs> Cause it looks prettier, but otherwise it's not that different. And I mean, sort of, that's kind of where we're at with games in general, which is why we've touched on it. Like where I want to go is with physics and stuff like talk about that with the when I saw the Matrix trailers like oh man that would be awesome if you can break down you know chunks of the interstate and then that stays there for a while or until you yeah. press a button make it all go yeah, yeah. back whatever. Um, that would be a good time.
0: Yeah so Final Fantasy 6 to Final Fantasy 10 was seven years. Really seven years? Seven years. Huh. Which is approximately the length of like one modern console generation.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah.
0: So like it met like put Final Fantasy 6 and 10 visually side by side in your brain and think about how much had to happen to go from that to that. From that to that. Mm-hmm. And then think about what games look like in 2015. Like basically the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell,
1: even games today aren't like it's it's weird cuz the the it's again it's hard to point the, at the differences. It's little thing. Oh, when you look into the the window there's a reflection of lights, but the lights are perfectly clear now and you can read what they say and they're actually updating in real time as things walk by, right? So right. it's it's the, the 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 differences in technology will be really hard it's hard to notice Uh while playing, but if you were to sit and pinpoint them, then you'd be like, oh, that's impressive, that's impressive, that's impressive. It's it's
0: yeah, and it's it's there is refinement, and there is like I'm definitely not going to sit here and say that like, oh, the games are exactly the same. There's been no innovation or improvement, because that's patently untrue. Yeah, yeah. But when you put them side by side at a glance and think about how much how much advancement and innovation has gone into Mm-hmm. The games, yeah. in terms of like graphical power, and you look at like you know, let's, let's look at stuff that came out in 2015. 2015 release, yeah, I, I don't know, probably just Nino Cooney was around there. <laughs> Bloodborne, um, yeah, Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Witcher 3, The Witcher 3 came out 2015, uh huh, Fallout 4, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Life is Strange. Like, hey, Life is Strange came out this year too. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> but like you think about these games, and you like in your mind, these are still modern looking games. Yeah, yeah, I could like could play maybe they forward. run, maybe their their parallels run at higher frame rates. But you can put you can put Bloodborne next to Elden Ring, and like it's not Elden Day. Ring will be shinier, but. You're not. It's not putting putting Bloodborne next to Elden Ring is not the mind blowing difference of putting Final Fantasy VI next to Final Fantasy X and being like these are completely different. Th- these are completely different mediums. I mean, even even the
1: difference between seven to like nine is really substantial, mm-hmm. just because of how they you know how they use the the triangles. Yeah there's a lot more of them
0: <laughs> that's true there are more triangles
1: <laughs> um
0: what was the other thing you
1: had oh I don't mail remember now oh mail yeah
0: i will say also that uh it's possible that maybe we should take the mail after the break because your voice has been like going robot digital for a while really it's not i can still hear everything you're saying but you, there's been there's been a few breaks here and there so mm, i don't know I don't know why. I, just, I was just thinking maybe we take a, a minute to check our connections. Yeah, sure. No problem. So mail after this. We get signal.
1: <sighs> we get signal. Main <laughs> internet turn on.
0: Man, I wanted to open the podcast with We Get Signal, and then I forgot and felt bad about it. Well, now you can to and do it like, again. The fact that we actually started to lose signal. Yeah, we didn't get signal. And now we get signal. So like it's more fitting than it's more fitting than it could ever have possibly been. It's not even like a, it's not even like a shoehorn thing. I actually brought it up as a uh, it actually came up as a as a real legitimate thing. <laughs> That's fun. All right. Before we before we get into the height of late 90s uh, video game memory. Um, Alert. we have a male and I think I'm going to combine, oh. uh, two different male questions sent roughly a month apart. Okay. Um, they're both from Swaggles. Yes. But they're, they're closely related. And if I know you, your answer to one is probably going to also be your answer to the other. Okay. Or will be at least closely related. So we'll, we'll go ahead and cue the music. And, uh, and I'm going to... This is, a, this is a lengthy question, but the uh, I'm just going to read it all verbatim. Sounds good. So Swoggles writes in, I have a type of game that I love, but I can't play it because it's dangerous. Dangerous. I call it a time vampire. Okay. These are the types of games that steal your time away without you even knowing. As an example, one Sunday morning I booted up Civ because I got it on a Steam sale and I hadn't tried it yet. I sat down to play it for a few hours, and shortly after noticed I was hungry. I looked at the clock and nearly 12 hours had passed. So I ate and hopped in, hopped back in because I was close to winning. Then at 3am I finally beat my first game of Civ. Work the next day was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, To this day, I have to be very careful and set up timers if I ever try and play Civ or Oxygen not included. Do you have any Time Vampire games you're always a little scared to play?
1: Mm -hmm. Scared to play? I would say probably just MMOs in general, because I can get really sucked into an MMO. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know... I guess it depends, though. I, I wouldn't... So I wouldn't phrase it as so much being scared as more of, I just don't want to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I think for me, it isn't so much scared as it is prepared. Yeah. yeah like, sure, there are certain I'm... games where it's like, if I start playing this, it is because I have a lot of time to fill and I don't really know what else I want to do with that time. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, and it's and it takes up... Yeah, it's, it's time and then it becomes work of it <laughs> for, for for MMOs at least. Yeah. Um Yeah, I would say that I kind of stay away from those because of that.
0: Um what's uh So Civ is definitely one of those for me and I actually just booted up Civ 6 and played another game of it last week. Just because... I saw you playing it. Yeah. Just cuz I had some time. And uh and I decided on a particular challenge that I wanted to do. I wanted to try to I wanted to try to beat a uh Beat the, the AI on the highest difficulty.
1: Oh, that's fun, yeah.
0: On a, uh, on a dual map where it's just, like, one-on-one. How'd it go? Um, I had to turn off every victory condition other than Conquest, but we did it.
1: Wait, why? What, what was the...
0: Oh, so, like, you in Civ, you normally have, like, there's, like, the Conquest, and then there's, you can win a culture victory, or a science victory, or a religious victory. Yeah. And, um basically like it's it's well known and this is this is not like this is not like sour grapes or anything this is statistically known and admitted to by the devs like on the highest difficulty the ai just cheats right right Yes, they just like they just have impossible amounts of resources and everything happens at like double time yeah i mean to yeah, I, basically I compensate it. for the fact that it's a you know, it's a complex grand strategy game and the AI for it cannot be as nuanced as, as, a a, as a human brain. Yeah. So instead, they just supercharge them. And so the result of it, especially on a uh, on a one on one dual map, is that you will get 30 turns into the game and they will have dominated you culturally and the game will be over.
2: Ah, oh, like okay. they don't
0: even have to necessarily declare war on you. they just have so much more stuff than you that they you know that they drive those scores up so much that it becomes completely dominant and impossible to impossible to deal with That's so I turn those types of like the types of victories that they can get that are basically they basically come down to um they can win without ever looking at you. <laughs> You know, they're going to do really they well have with More that. of everything than you. I yeah. had to turn those off, Um, and then once I did, then it became an actually interesting game. Okay. Um. But yeah, I did spend a good amount. Like I had at least one day of playing that where it's like, and the sun is up.
1: I I sort of I love those days when when is I mean because it's it's. To me, it's like, oh man, I love whatever it is that I'm doing so much that I just don't care about anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I when I get that feeling in a game, it's super exciting. It happens to me usually. Uh, so it was in Diablo three when there was a new ladder, I would get excited about stuff like that. Where mm. I would play for twenty four hours, not even thinking about time. Um, nah, Diablo three, I've I've really lost interest in that a lot, especially because I just like play Diablo two. But the the resets sure. for those are really. Um, few and far in between like there's only been one since the game came out last year there'll probably be one in august which i'm already anticipating because they're gonna like they, they they'll probably change builds around and do some stuff it's like man i hope i can get work sorted so i don't have to do anything for like four days
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i have like a weirdly different like i feel like guilt when i stay up until daylight playing something <laughs> i know i get what you like mean. I, yeah. I see the sun come up and the birds start chirping and i'm like oh i did it again
1: Damn no, it. I totally know what you mean.
0: Um there are there are smaller games that will that will tie up a lot of my time. Uh there's a ton of games that like take up all of my time in short bursts. Sure. But like and then stop. So it's like I will play it incessantly. And then sorry,
1: you're done forever.
0: Obsessively for like two weeks and then never play again.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. That's how I was with uh the the vampire uh, survivors game. I have not played that in a long time. I'd like to, because there's a lot of new stuff, but
0: vampire survivors does that for me and a bunch of people in my discord for about four hours. Every time an update drops.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I got to do this now.
0: Yeah. And the nice thing is the updates are, are concise enough that you can basically just burn through all of the new stuff and be like, cool. And then yeah, drop that's... it and then wait for another update to drop two weeks later. Cause it's, that's it's... about the rate that it's going. It's so
1: cool that the game's updating and and doing like it's doing so well I, it just makes me really happy because I like that game a lot.
0: yeah, it's very cool i like it's it's a very very fun game um and it's you know that that game did do that to me for a while, but it's not as
1: i it wasn't there was no point ever where I was like, oh God, I can't do something else if I need to do it. yeah
0: the the fact that they're timed runs. And there's like, there's a hard stopping point. I think the thing with a time vampire game is like anything that's long term turn based like that, yeah. where it's really easy to go like just one more, just one more, just one more. And there's no natural off ramp mm-hmm. for the game because you can just keep playing and keep going and keep playing and keep going. And there's never any particular reason to stop. Like Civ, you can get to the end of a game, but that's like a 10 hour thing or True. 20 yeah Depending on the size of your game and what you're doing. I've how, never... How much Civ scum you doing. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've never actually played Civ uh, to completion ever. Like, I've started a couple games a few times in my life, and I'm like, cool. And then that's it. Like, The I've mid-game
0: never... gets really, really fun, and the late game gets so tedious.
1: That makes sense. That like, the early like game is
0: super fun, and the mid-game is really interesting. And then, like you hit a weird stalemate point where like, there's not a whole lot you can do aggressively because you're not built for it Mm -hmm. and it takes too long to get anything going. So then you're just kind of like, you're just kind of on whatever trajectory you've, you've set yourself up for until you can eventually start pushing for a, for a particular victory type, but it takes a long time and it makes the, the late game and Civ feel very, very, um, i don't know very very samey very methodical sure yeah um and there's just like so much more to manage so one turn you know you can go through your first 10 20 30 turns in Civ in like a couple of minutes oh wow and then like later on in Civ, like one turn takes a couple of minutes because you know early on you got one city and probably one unit and you move your unit, and then it's next turn. You move your unit, and it's next turn, and you move your unit, and it's next turn. So you can go through those real fast. Yeah. I think but then, like actually... later on, it's like you've got 35 units on the board, and you've got like 15 different cities, and they all need to know what you want them to create. And then there's, you know, there's this diplomatic thing that's coming up, and someone wants you to do this, and there's a trade offer. And, you know.
1: I think that that's what I realized when I was playing uh, Fire Emblem Fates after playing a bunch of um, uh, heroes, was Mm -hmm. that I actually prefer having the small maps of heroes where it's just your four heroes in that tiny map. So the late game of Civ, I like the idea of it, but it's just I'm never going to be bothered with it. I don't care. I don't want to do that much for a turn. Like, I I just lose interest in it. I don't know why, uh, because I actually really like the idea of those big grand strategy games. I just never, I don't have the the ability to do it it would be great if someone else could play it and i could just you know pop in occasionally like oh sweet how's our campaign doing awesome yeah 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 yeah. that would be fun or like hey make this big decision yeah i can help with that kind of a thing but actually going through the motions isn't something that um i've ever gone yeah
0: i've always really enjoyed i've always really enjoyed uh civ ever since like i started playing civ 3 when i was uh When I was at MSU, actually, and that was my first experience with a Civ game. And then I jumped over four and went straight to five because that was the, you know, I played three when it was already well out of date. Yes. Um, Yeah, but it was also a dollar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I started playing that and I was like, oh, I'd never played a Civ game. This is actually really cool because the one thing, you know, I used to play Age of Empires and I always liked the building Part of Age of Empires more than the actual fighting and war and like act- the actual RTS stuff didn't appeal to me as much. That makes sense. I just sure. liked building the city. Yeah. And upgrading all of the things. And then eventually every game that I played in Age of Empires against the AI would come down to basically building up a zillion of the highest level strongest unit that I could get and then <laughs> sending them all in in a swarm with no actual strategy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know? yeah, Yeah.
0: I totally know. Just like just Zerg rush the whole the whole town. <laughs> and that's how you win, which like it's not efficient at all. It's not the way that you would actually like play well, but it it was sort of the thing where it's like once you're built up to the point where you have this unstoppable massive force there's no real point in going in and doing the destruction. It's just kind of tedious at that. Like it's a foregone conclusion. You've already won. You just have to actually like finish it out. Mm -hmm. So Civ, Civ presented me with the idea that like, yeah, what if you just didn't have to do the war part? Cause you could just win through supremacy in other areas.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I really love the idea of it. I think it's, it's one of those games that's, it's so unique the idea and it's awesome and it kind of spawned a whole bunch of other you know big huge grand strategy type games.
0: Oh yeah, the the uh, total war games are are similar. Although they yeah. they do focus more on the on the actual like real time strategy portion mm-hmm. of it, but it's also just like city management just like Civ.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a it's it's a mix but I think it's more focused on combat than Civ by quite a
0: bit. By quite a bit, yes. Absolutely.
1: But that's one of those um A Total War was another one that I tried to get into. There was, I don't know, the Samurai one or something. It was like $5 on sale a while ago. Yeah. And so I I was like, yeah, cool. I really have always wanted to play it. And I started up, I played it for like four or five hours. I was like, you know what? I got to remember the things that work for me and not get uh, blindsided by the stuff that I... Like there's a part of me that knows that I'm not going to play it, but I Mm -hmm. want to. I really want to like it. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know why... Uh, you, you would think after years and years of playing video games, you would know and not make the and not make the purchase again. But you know what? Sometimes you just get a you, you're taken over by that shiny sale.
0: Sometimes I have a number of I have a number of games on the shelf that are still in shrink wrap because I thought I would play them, and just like with what time? There's yeah. only there's only so much time for so many like mid-tier anime rpgs (laughs) but i want to play all of that you know i've got the i've got the damn i've got the damn like special edition mega box with the art book for freaking what is it grand kingdom grand oh my god for for ps4 and it's like i've never even i don't even know what that game is yeah how did that happen it was it was in the era where it was like, you know, it was, I don't know, Nippon or whatever. Yeah. That put it out and I saw a trailer of it and I was like, that looks pretty good. And then we and then it's like, hey, here's a special edition with all the stuff. So we just got it and then it just sat there and it's still just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. And I've 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 gotten a lot better about not doing that lately, mm-hmm. especially at a and the result of it has been. The result of it has been like now I'm playing games that I bought a while ago and didn't play because I'm not buying new games. <laughs> right. You know I'm finally playing Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Because How do you like it so far? It, I'm having a great time with it. Good music's good. Characters are good. That um, Xenoblade is Xenoblade Two because there is no Japanese voice option. I am dealing with the the weird. Um, the weird UK voiceovers. Yep. Yep. So we've, we've, uh, we've gotten Nia, our Sundere Irish cat girl, <laughs> which is act, which was like really off putting for about five seconds until I realized that it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I thought that the, uh, I thought the voice acting would be an impediment for me, but it's actually pretty quality. It's not and bad at all. It it's, it actually gives the whole thing kind of a pretty unique feel. It does. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time with that. But that's something that like if I kept just buying the new shiny thing, I would have never have gone back into the backlog to play that game that I've been wanting to play for like five years since it came out. So yeah, it's it's
1: really easy to get excited about the new thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like the new, the like the fact that there's a new Xenoblade 3 coming out is part of the reason why I'm like, I should really play too. So it is sort of in a way, like still me just getting excited about the new thing. I'm just expressing it in a different way.
1: Well, this way you can get excited in a way that will make it so maybe you can buy it one day.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And you, you won't feel guilty for it because it's like, oh, I already own that.
0: Okay, so question two. Yes. Um, and this one's, uh, this one's really quick, uh, without checking what game have you put the most hours into
1: in my entire life,
0: I think that's the implication.
1: Oh, World of Warcraft. That's easy.
0: Challenge mode. MMOs don't count.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, probably Diablo two or Starcraft. How is it because... not Dota? Uh, Dota. So Dota would be close to it. Let me see. Um, let me just think about. I know, Dota, I spent like 5,000 hours. How many days is that?
0: That's it. It's an incomparable number of days. That's so like it's like year.
1: 200 days, 210 days, um, give or take. You know, who cares at that point? Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess my Diablo or StarCraft time is fairly close to that.
0: It's weird because, like, not everything that you play has, like, an hour counter attached to it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I know for sure I've played Dota. Dota two would be way up there. It's it's if it's probably World of Warcraft, and then Dota two. Uh, maybe Dota two is. Uh, maybe I've played more Dota two than than I'm good. Yeah, you know what? Probably Dota two. Yeah, I'm gonna guess my Diablo two time is closer to only like you know maybe four thousand.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a different scale than you. Because my hard limit at like how long I can play a game before I start to fatigue, and have to move on and do something else is around a hundred hours.
1: You know, you know th- the challenge mode should have been no online game, or like, or online wasn't the main way of playing.
0: I mean, sure.
1: Because well, that's a, that's way that's different. going
0: to be the same thing for me
1: for for you. But I meant for for I think people that have a lot of time spent playing a video game, if they play online stuff, it's going to be that. Yeah, for the most part. Um.
0: Yeah, I talk a lot about, like, online games with a community where, like, a lot of times they're fun adjacent. Sure. Like, the fun that you're having is not the game, but rather just hanging out with your friends, and that just happens to be the space where you do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I probably would have stopped playing Dota too a long, long, long time ago, because I don't even really... I don't play it on my own almost ever. I right, play it right. because it's our, our Friday night Dota. Yeah. Um...
0: Uh, for me, it's like if you're talking about like the actual Steam account or places where hours are actually counted. Sure. Then, like it is actually Civ six followed by Civ five. <laughs> in fact, I think I actually just topped three hundred hours in Civ six with this last game that I played this last week. Wow! That's
1: which a milestone?
0: Is, yeah, it's quite a bit for me. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> three hundred hours exactly. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, let me see. Let me see. If I Let's didn't include... All games. Online games.
1: Yeah, but don't include the ones where, like, your Skyrim one doesn't even count. in Because uh, I didn't actually want to be playing it. Yeah, like, that's silly. Uh, well, and you weren't even playing it.
0: Actually, I have 250 hours in Undermine. Oh, yeah, you were into that for a while. Which, I, I like that game a lot, but I was also working for the company that published it. So, like, I streamed it a whole bunch for that reason. And I started speedrunning it for a while. Um, I know this goes against it because it's, like, without checking, but I knew it was Civ Six, so now I'm just giving more detail. Um, so it's 300 for Civ Six, about 257 for Undermine. Civ Five has 180. CrossCode has 155.
1: Yeah, you played through that game twice.
0: Yep. And then the DLC. Uh, I've got 126 in Fall Guys. Um... Then there's the Skyrim one at 122, but we discussed that. That wasn't really by choice. Um, Technically, Dark Souls is next with 119, but one of those is Jesse's playthrough. Or some of that is Jesse's playthrough. Yep. Um, Fights in Tight Spaces, I have like 116.
1: Oh, hey, how did that end up shaping up as time went on?
0: It's still good. Uh, I'm. I don't play it anymore. I was talking earlier about a game that like is all consuming for like a a few weeks or a month, and then I stop playing it. And that's one of
1: those. That would be one of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fall Guys also. Um, and then like La Mulana, Sekiro, XCOM, but those are all under a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you go through my entire life and like all of the games, including ones that I don't have hour counts for. Uh, because of how much I played the randomizer, I think A Link to the Past might actually be the game I have the most time in.
1: That fits. I think that checks out, yeah.
0: Um, I'll never be able to... I'll never be able to say for sure, because I don't... I haven't kept track of, like, how many runs I've done, to say nothing of, like, how much time I spent playing it as a kid, and then going back and playing through it later in life. Um, I've played it a bunch of times, and I've played the randomizer... At least several dozen. <laughs> I mean, there were there was a time when I was doing like I was streaming it like once a week, two seeds a stream. Yeah, it was fun.
1: I, I like those streams.
0: So like I've definitely played it a lot. Like I was in a tournament for it for a while. I did. I did charity streams where I just did a bunch of them back to back. So I do have a lot, a lot, a lot of time into Link to the Past, but I don't know how it compares Once you get up into the hundreds of hours. Um, I think that I also get sucked into sports games once in a while, and I'll play those a bunch, like obsessively for a while. Um, But I feel like that starts to taper off around the 100 to 200 hour mark. And then I just drop them and never go back to them. (laughs) So I like I'm trying to think if like, do I have a single game in my history that I can say I have a thousand hours in. And I don't think I do. I honestly cannot think of a game that I would have played for more than like, I I'm hard pressed like thinking about link to the past. I'm looking at it as like, do I think I have 500 hours into that? I don't think I do. I might. There, there's a possibility, but it doesn't I, yeah. feel like, no,
1: you probably do. If you were doing a multiple stream, like even, well, maybe
0: not. Yeah, I don't know, because yeah, like, because I've played it a bunch of times, but like when they're all two to three hours per playthrough, you know, I would have had to have done two to three hundred, you know, playthroughs of it to get up to five hundred to get up to five hundred uh, hours of it. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah. And I think it probably like I'm, I'm thinking of it like, have I done a hundred seeds? It's probably something around there, but I don't think it's anywhere close to two hundred.
1: Do you include all of the the learning experience ones too, or like where you had to look things up? Like they're still part of the game.
0: Yeah, like it's not only counting completed runs, and I'm also counting like my first ever playthrough as a kid when I probably took like 20 to 30 hours on it just that one time because I didn't know what I was doing. And then all subsequent playthroughs of it where I just wanted to play it through again casually. Like that all counts too, but it's really hard to quantify how long. Like I wasn't. I wasn't counting hours when I was playing it when I was like 10, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's I mean, it's impossible to ever have that number, but at the very least I would, I would be surprised if that's not your highest.
0: Yeah. I I think it probably is, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm never going to be that person
1: who can sort of
0: boast the, uh, I'm never going to be that person who can boast the, you know, the multiple thousand hour count. I'm like, I, even the games that I get the most into will start to, will start to wane for me after, like, it's usually like the magic number is a hundred hours.
1: And that's still an enormous amount of time.
0: It is, it is.
1: <laughs> to be fair, uh, the, I, I, I hope there are not people boasting about their number of hours played in a video I mean, game because that just seems for, weird
0: i think if someone really really enjoys the game then like the amount of time they put into it becomes sort of a point of pride because it's a part of who they are as a part of their personality i suppose you
1: know? I, I guess it's just one of those numbers that's relatively meaningless because you could just leave your computer on for 20 hours or like three thousand days if you wanted to
0: i mean sure but i you know i, I assume if someone's really into the like if you don't care about the game and you just want to, you know, and you just leave your, you just leave it running in the background so that you have the big number. Like, I don't know why you would do that to boast about something that you don't care about playing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I, 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 I get what you're saying where it would be like a point of a pride or like excitement to be like, I love this. I love this series. here so much I love it kind of thing. Like, it's a yeah. way to quantify your, your enjoyment of a, of a thing. I can get that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I call myself a variety streamer because I literally can't just focus on one game for longer than like a month or two at a time. Mm-hmm. I start getting really antsy and I want to do something else.
1: I mean, hell, I love playing, uh, like, even when I played World of Warcraft, I still wanted to play other stuff. Like, I, I was, ne- I've never been a, a person that can just play one game and that's it.
0: Yeah, it was really bizarre when I started to stream and I would go to panels. I would go to panels when I was just starting out and, you know, successful people were talking about, like, how to get started and how to brand yourself and how to, you know, and what their journey looked like and how they got to where they are. And it was it was really shocking to me to see how many people talked about, like, what is the game that you stream. Yeah, like have to, are well, you yeah. a, yep. you know, are you a Fortnite streamer? Are you a Minecraft streamer? Are you yeah. a World of Warcraft streamer? Are you a Final Fantasy 14 streamer? And the 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 concept of like obviously there are a lot of people who are known for just playing the one game that they play.
2: Yeah, but most like, people get big
1: playing one game, then once they're big enough, then they can branch off to do other things if they're interested. Right, and then, and then it becomes a can't. big
0: deal where, when it's like the person who plays the one game decided to play a different game.
1: Yeah, and even those people sometimes can't do it. Yeah. So there there's some Dota people that like to do some variety streams because they get sick of playing Dota. Sure. But I mean, I, I turn them off when they do that. Because like, no, I, I actually just like watching you play high-level Dota I don't care about. Right, like, right. Like, you as a person... This sounds mean, I guess, but I don't actually like care about (laughs) like I I like you and you're nice and you'd be a great person to maybe have food with or something. I don't know, but I don't actually care about your ability to play other games or anything like that. Like, yeah,
0: that's like people go to streams for different reasons. And that was kind of an eye opening thing for me to know that, like, there is a huge contingent of Twitch where it's like I am here because you are playing the game that I want to watch. Yeah, like and I even once watch... you stop playing the game that I want to watch I'm out.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, and that's so uh, I pretty much only watch well you. Uh and actually you're the only person I watch outside of professional Dota players. Otherwise I don't use Twitch pretty much for anything.
0: That's fair and also thanks, I guess.
1: Well, I'm, we're we're buddies and I like yeah. watching you play games. <laughs> I mean, if I had another friend that was streaming I'd watch them play variety stuff, but it's, again it's cuz I like them. Right, um, right, and I like to to. It's fun. So, like when you're playing a podcast game, especially since I try to play them before you play them, I kind so I sort of have a idea of what's coming. It's fun to see you get to certain points or like like just whiz past something that I had trouble with, or you get stuck on something that I didn't, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah. Oh, I, vice versa, vice versa. So it's just saying it twice, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's 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 really enjoyable to experience the game that way, and. Yeah, like vicariously. Uh, exactly. And 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 when especially when it's the podcast game, because then I know it's gonna be something fun to talk about too when 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 that happens, when there's something that's just like, oh my god. <laughs> that was that was that's one of those special moments, you know? Yeah. Um, which but also... like
0: I really which brings us in. Um I really regret in some ways not streaming Zero Wing. Okay. Yeah. Um I played it I played it last night because Um, uh, TLDR, for those who don't know, um, I'm currently under a a COVID exposure situation. And since I may be sick in the next couple of days, we're recording a bit early. So I was going to stream Zero Wing for this podcast and, uh, and then record later. But we decided to push that up in case I don't have a voice in a couple of days. Yep. Yep. So I just played it last night and it took like an hour. And I honestly, for some reason, I was surprised that the entire, you know, infamous opening text crawl was actually in the Genesis version. For some (laughs) reason, I just kind of assumed it would be in the arcade version and they would have probably cut it from the Genesis version or something. Oh, no,
1: no, no. That's I believe it's I don't even know if it's in the arcade version. It may not be slightly different because i think that the it happened because when they were porting it to the mega drive t- for europe because i don't believe was this was this released in it was released in america right no it wasn't it was only an eu game that's right um when oh. they were when they were porting it over to the mega drive oh yeah because otherwise it wouldn't be called
0: the yeah the i was going to say it had to have been ported to somewhere otherwise the whole bad translation would never have existed
1: yeah i guess it was just their friend <laughs>
0: I mean, they clearly got someone who got C's in English in high school.
1: Yeah, I guess it was someone in charge of export and overseas business whose English was, was, quote, really terrible, unquote.
0: (laughs) I mean, listen, it
1: was good enough. I tell you what, it couldn't have been better, actually, because if it was a good translation, the game would have fallen into obscurity and no one would care at all.
0: It is a completely forgettable game.
1: It is a complete. In fact, the game was originally designed to be sort of a way to test new recruits for the company.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Uh,
1: it wasn't even supposed to be a p- game for the public.
0: <laughs> I mean, and it's it's not bad. It's good enough. I but well, it's just I got
1: so I got really excited when I first started playing, it and I was like, "Oh, cool! There's like a little gravity thing, and you can use it as armor." Okay, so let awesome. me yes,
0: let me ex- let me see if your first like five minutes with the game were the same as mine okay. where you're testing out buttons and it's like, Oh, you got a little Galaga tractor beam and you can grab and throw things. Yeah. And then you did that about twice. And then you started trying out the different mission, the, the different weapon types and you got the laser one and you're like, Oh, that's cool. The shot changes. And mm-hmm. then you found the, and then you found the, uh, the green one with the, with the seeker projectiles. And then yep. you were like, why would anyone not use this through the whole game?
1: Yes. That's exactly what happened.
0: And then you completely forgot about the tractor beam because nothing ever got close enough to you to use it.
1: Yeah, and and when you used, like, so I, I, there was a bunch of times where I tried to use it just to have the ship in front of me so I could take an extra hit because that's awesome. Yeah. So you can just, like, let it sit there, you know? Yeah, um, like a little shield. But most of the time, it was, there's was no need to grab it. And pretty much all of my deaths were because I was using the Genesis controller on the Switch, and that thing is, it's like... I don't know if it was like this for when you played it, but my ship felt super loose. Like if I barely tapped up, it would fly upwards like it felt super fast. So almost all of my deaths were me just like dro- flying into the tight terrain of some of those weird stages that have a lot of um, tight spaces to navigate.
0: Yeah, that's because one of the other power ups is a speed up like in Gradius.
1: Oh,
0: the ones that kind that's of what look that like, is. The ones that kind of look like ships. Yes,
1: that's what that is. Yeah, that's a speed up. Yes,
0: it is. And so if you keep collecting those, you keep Jesus, getting was, faster and faster that, oh and faster. Oh my god, that
1: makes so much sense. I was so freaking fast.
0: Yeah, you're completely out of control. There's a reason <laughs> yeah, it was, why... It was when totally I'm, out of control. <laughs> there's a reason why when I'm playing Gradius, I generally stop at about three or so speed-ups. <laughs> depending on what stage I'm in. Because, like, I you want to move fast... Sense. But you don't want to tap the button and go halfway across the screen. Yeah, my dude just fucking took off.
1: The, the, I was playing, I was like, damn, the, the movement in this is insane. And I completely forgot about the
0: power-ups. <laughs> yeah, I it was it was uh. so bad I considered taking an intentional death just to wipe it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would have that would have made the 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 mission where you have to go through the because it was a really unique approach. If I <laughs> to to a shooter where you have to kind of go through the tiny little corridors and follow yeah the, the, the things that are eating the the path in front of you yeah that of was a cool was, stage because I didn't have a gun that shot straight I had to be sure to be kind of uh up front because sometimes the enemies would then get in the tunnel and start yes. shooting and you're like oh I'm dead yep okay and then I you know reload or rewind or whatever I ended up just mostly using rewind since we were. I wanted to finish it somewhat fast and not, mm-hmm. and when it comes to most you know shoot 'em ups rewinding time uh it's in some ways it's more forgivable because the experience that you have with the game doesn't change that much other than of course, a sense of satisfaction from completing a difficult game, but right you don't really learn that much about the movement or the game. It's not like Ninja Gaiden where you start to really feel the character and start to understand a lot of it. Right. right Whereas right. a shoot 'em up is mostly just, Oh, memorize the level and, you know, pay attention to the bullet pattern. It's, it's, it feels a little different to me in terms of, um, but most the of the time that pattern
0: is, is more or less random anyway. So true. True. It's not even like you can, it's not even like you can sort of memorize the, the good spots.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it depends a lot on where you're, where you're sitting at the time. Right, is how they get shot out. Yeah, uh, not not that I need to justify rewinding time, but that no, is, you that really is, don't. But that's that's kind of where I was when I was playing. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I definitely don't feel weird about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I abused it as well. Now, granted, it's because it was like midnight last night, and I was like, all right, I need to do this now so that I'm ready to record tomorrow in case I can't record the next day. Yeah. So it was it was definitely a time crunch thing where it's like this just needs to get done. Um. But yeah, I I abuse the the crap out of it, and honestly, like it's got some cool stuff, but it really just the whole time I was playing it, I was like, man, I could just be playing Gradius three right now.
1: It's forgettable. I won't remember it's this game like, other than the fact that it, like like truly, I wanted to play this game only because of the meme, be-
0: because oh was- yeah, like that's the only reason to go back to it. And honestly, seeing that in the wild, in like its in like its intended state yeah was a it was a is an almost spiritual experience for me
1: <laughs> it was really i liked it. it it definitely gave me like a big smile as it was as it was playing i was like yeah this is fantastic i then looked up the old um god what was the name of the band it was like invasion of the gabber robot the the oh, that yeah. made the the song where it's just like that really awful sort of techno dump beat where it's like boom
0: boom 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 boom, boom. but it's
1: like all oh, your bass. Base. Base. Oh yeah.
0: That's that's the meme. Like that like I consider I consider that song to be more of the actual meme than the than the actual dialogue itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the putting all your baser belong to us on random stuff. Yeah. It's great.
0: Um I was also surprised like speaking of that song, there's like a sort of there's sort of a uh for the for the um verse portion of that song i suppose <laughs> they uh they move into the the remix portion where they're like move zig move zig oh yeah yeah for you know justice. what you doing take off every zig yeah and i was surprised to find that that portion of the song is actually taken from the stage one music <laughs>
1: yeah yeah when when the game starts like oh hey
0: that's, yeah that's I, a... like i recognize this too so cool, there, there's actually there's a, there's a funny bit of that
1: reminds me uh there, there's a funny bit of uh lore with the song is in that in like 2001 or two the 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 song was hosted on a website and they got they removed it because they're like oh they didn't realize it was gonna have a copyright uh they, they theoretically could have a copyright issue because it had right. parts of the the actual zero wing music in it uh-huh but then they were like oh uh toa plin or however you say it is 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 gone so who cares
2: yeah <laughs> So they're like, oh, no, we'll host
1: it
0: in true (laughs) Nintendo Switch Online fashion is the only reason we got that game,
1: (laughs) you know, maybe, but at least at least it's a it's a recognizable uh, game that's cheap.
0: It's true. (laughs) You know what? It's like it is a game that is I'm I already forgot what we played last week. Target 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 Earth. It's a better game than Target Earth.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd rather play this than Target Earth.
0: And it's a more recognizable game than Target Earth.
1: And the game's a meme already because the Japanese version has 32 endings that are just all dumb.
0: So I played the game on hard.
1: Was there... I don't think there's any extra endings in the American release. Or the the, UK release. I don't
0: know. The, The ending was like the word... So oddly enough, the word congratulations. Congratulations. Written actually perfectly which is which is kind of hilarious because like congratulations is one of the no no
1: it's it's totally spelled wrong
0: no it's not i checked over it like multiple times and i was like that's weird because for as bad as the as the translation has been and congratulations is like one of the like it's almost a meme in itself how how like easy it is for games to get that wrong. They all say congratulations and it's all like congratulation.
1: Yeah, it's always congrat. Yeah, you know it's funny. I I in my uh I beat the game. I got to the this this screen and I just read it as it was wrong because I was just cuz I just expected it to be wrong. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it was Cuz I was took like a snapshot of it and correct. I just looked at it and I was
1: like, "Oh yeah, you're right. It is right." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then there is a and then there's a, a scene with a tractor beam and a planet, yeah. and then there's a Furby that winks at you and then the game restarts. It
1: it looks more like a like
0: a raisinette. Oh yeah. Cause
1: that was their uh that was their mascot. It would that was in a bunch of their games. I trying, I don't know. I don't ask me, man. The, so there there are there are thirty thirty-two endings in Japan.
0: Yes, please tell me about the other endings. Uh i don't know i like They're... some of them
1: sure let's see um ending number eight come on go to sleep already this is bad for your health i have no end just so you know
0: okay and it's, so it
1: just shows like the image of the cats dude where he's you know telling you that all of your bases are belong to him uh-huh um it's him saying stuff i don't know and it's just there's some i guess some uh, uh pop culture references for the time that won't make any sense to us there's one where his butt's itchy. There's something where he sells bananas but now now he sells apples. I'm guessing that means something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um I don't know. There's just a lot of them. And and yeah. to see that you you could type in a code uh where you could see them so you didn't have to play through it 32 times. Oh, there's one that's I'm your mom. I gave birth to you 22 years ago on a Federation military base. Call me mommy.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't know, man. So by endings you really just mean like weird Easter egg like weird Easter egg dialogue.
1: Yeah, like so here's one Lulu lives for ten thousand years. Oh I can't stand it. Don't let your cold get you down. She her her. Lulu is a reference to a cough medicine, and the phrasing here is apparently referring to an old commercial for Lulu. This is wrapped up with wordplay, an old proverb, and a dialect comedy gag. So it's it's very the the it would be impossible for you to understand it without a having lived in Japan at the time and B have a very strong understanding of uh, Japanese and how, you know, dialects play into yeah dialects and,
0: and puns and idioms and that type of humor they like to use.
1: Yeah. It's all kinds of weird ones. Like I'm going to go pee pee behind you. Now you give up because you know, you beat him 30 times. Mm -hmm. Uh, then if you beat him 30, where's the last time? 35, the 35th ending is a secret code to, uh, which brings up the test mode of the game which does work actually work in the english version as well that's cool um yeah i don't know it's it's a that's it it is a. it makes no sense the final real ending quote unquote is uh some lyrics to astro boy (laughs) 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 where it's like across the sky la 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 beyond the dot dot dot. Hmm, i forgot the lyrics
0: So you mentioned that this is like a student, this was like a, 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 not a student project, but like a a sort of newbie testing ground project. Yeah, that was
1: the, so it was, that's just what it, no, that's what said on the Wikipedia article that it was not intended for commercial use and it was actually to train new recruits. uh, It
0: feels kind of like the writing in there is just like everyone who, everyone who worked on it just got to throw a line of dialogue in there and they all got to make their own little jokes. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's, that's... in a way, is kind of cool, because it's like everyone's sort of individual, everyone's sort of like little individual line, everyone's little in-joke that they wanted to put in the game, mm-hmm. and you get to see them all one by one. But, boy, does none of that make any sense to us without context. <laughs> <laughs> no. All I know is,
1: is we got to, wait, are Zigs good?
0: I think you are a Zig.
1: I think we're Zigs, right?
0: I think the, I think the
1: ship is a Zig so we saved we we used a zig for great so when you kill
0: do you kill the thing at the end oh i have no idea what the plot is
1: what the hell was that thing at the end though like
0: the the weird like the weird brain tank
1: yeah but then like you break it but then it goes like back in the ship and then you do it a bunch of times and then it
0: finally just kind
1: of leaves and takes off and then it's like congratulations
0: yeah, I was re- like, I'm, what the I thought the game bugged out because, you know, you're expecting like a, an explosion or something. Yes, yeah, I, th- I actually paused it because I was like, oh, did I did I pause it or something? What What's? oh,
1: it's oh, that's the end. <laughs> OK,
0: yeah. The, the idea that you have this thing that's like a, you know, presumably a final boss tank sort of Dr. Wily machine type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then it like instead of like actually exploding it, it just kind of flies away and then it's over and then the game's over. That's it. That's the game. Like it. that was very bizarre to me. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the
1: game is, was it, it feels like a game that wasn't supposed to be for the public. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously is, it was cleaned like, again, up again.
0: I think it's fine. I think it plays okay as an yeah. average generic scrolling space shooter. Absolutely. It is an absolutely
1: okay space shooter.
0: It's like it's, at no point at no point was I sitting there being like, wow, this sucks. No, it's great. It was is, just a very six out of 10.
1: Yeah, it's it's the reason it's fun is only because of the uh is only because of the meme.
0: Yeah, it, like you almost feel bad about it. Like I, I've thought about this before where it's like, man, imagine like working really hard to make zero wing. And then the only thing that anyone cares about or remembers about it is the weird dialogue at the beginning. And people don't even know what kind of game it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, when, when I found like out that that's, that's what your g- legacy. Yeah, I had no idea what the game was because we, we talked about that before, too, where we, neither of us actually knew what like what it was.
0: I had heard I've heard in in recent years that I I was pretty sure it was like a scrolling shooter, but mm, I didn't okay. even like I didn't know if it was a horizontal or a vertical one. <laughs> yeah. you know i had no idea what the game looked like can we also talk about how like speaking of what it looks like boy is that a generic boring ship design <laughs> hey at least you get options <laughs> it is nice that you get options and i really like that instead of just clipping through the environment they actually like squeeze in towards yeah. you when you. i actually thought that was i thought they were super cool, cool. like yeah, that's a that nice little cool. bit of polish like they have they have collision that's cool but you're just this weird, like, puke green-colored bug thing. Like, you don't look like a cool spaceship. You're not the Vic Viper. No. You look like you're, like...
1: You look like a slight, slightly sleeker version of the of the crap. What's the ship called from the, the Twin Bee?
0: Oh, yeah, kind of. I was going <laughs> to say, like, if you told me... If you showed me that... And you told me that that was supposed to be like a space 18 Wheeler. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that checks out.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's super generic.
0: It's just looks the actual, like a truck.
1: The art in the manual is really fun. The, the I Japanese bet a lot manual. of
0: things in the manual are really fun.
1: <laughs> the Japanese manual has some awesome artwork in it. Uh, the, well, they even have close-ups of the weird mascots here. Let me, let me, let me send you a, just a quick photo. There you go. it looks way creepier when it's real like
0: that looks like something I would expect to see in Umiharu Kawase, (laughs) which is actually a game that I think you should play at some point if you haven't I have not that's a that's a very very interesting game I'd be down yeah what 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 was I don't even know what console it was for originally it's on snap well Super i Famicom. feel like because you played it on your stream i did it was a it was a i want to say a ps1 edition but they're all uh, okay they're all generally the same type of game so you could get really any of them and have a similar experience
1: no oh, that's kind of neat but yeah this this zero wing is is only the meme for me because it was such a big deal like it, i remember it
0: was in the it was they made jokes about it they they had How you, they had you reference can in still the... make a joke and say all your base are belong to us yeah, and people, yeah. even who aren't like intimately familiar with what that is and what it's from, still recognize that it's a meme.
1: I mean, it was in a, it was in the uh, Detroit Free Press newspaper. It was um, I remember there being people at a college they made like they had some kind of lasers or something. I don't know what they were doing, but they like used lasers to put it on the side of a building <laughs> Um they YouTube YouTube had a joke one time where they had like all your videos are belong to us because they had some kind of error mm. uh, and people thought they were hacked and they were like, get a sense of humor. You know, yeah, yeah, back yeah. in 2006 or seven or something. Right, right.
0: <laughs> where, where where they would just be like, you're stupid. Get some humor, losers. <laughs> Ironically, here we are now in 2022 and all of our videos do belong to them. <laughs> yeah, they weren't wrong. <laughs> Um, it was prophetic. I think it even made its way into some political thing,
1: uh, in like nineteen, like like three years ago in twenty nineteen. I remember uh-huh. there being something where someone used it. I don't remember what it was. It had something to do with a poll in Congress where they had that in there as a as a joke. But it's 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 kind of nuts to have a game that no one cares about at all have mm-hmm. one of the most well known uh, mistranslations ever. <laughs> or maybe the most well known i don't know i think
0: it's i think it has a very very strong case for being the most well known mistranslation of all time it has to be right cuz i i don't i don't i don't know if there's anything else that has this uh this this high of it or big of an impact yeah I, like nothing comes to mind and there like maybe there's something that's like in a more mainstream thing like something from a movie or something someone just like you yeah, know, speaking bad English or something like that, the people would be more, they would recognize better. But like, I don't know. I like, I feel like this is pretty much the one. Yeah. This is this a be standard the bearer for bad, for bad, uh, bad translation.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's even, it's, it's almost surpassed like bad translation to just be a phrase.
2: <laughs> like, well, yeah, honestly, like it's
1: it's not even, cause I bet you there's a plenty of people that wouldn't even know. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's an internet joke. <laughs> <laughs> like they may not even know that it's from a video game or something
0: yeah yeah i feel like at this point it has sort of transcended it's it's uh i mean i th- think from the beginning it transcended it's uh it's subject matter yeah for sure like i for the longest time people knew all your base or belonged to us but if you t- if you started talking to them about zero wing they'd be like what's that i didn't yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that it was zero wing I, like i I'm not even and sure I knew it was Zero
1: Wing when would, I bought the shirt.
0: <laughs> at most people would be like, oh, it's from a video game called Zero Wing. And it's like, what, what's the game like? I don't know. It's just got a bad translation. Yeah, it's got to just watch this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that really is all anyone knew about it. <laughs> and having played it. That's all you need to
1: know about that's it. That's all you need to know about it. It's just, you know, it's fine. Just watch the, just watch this video.
0: <laughs> like I, I said, I started out saying like I regret not playing it because, or I regret not streaming it because it's, it's, you know, because the meme is so strong, and to sort of expose everyone to like what the actual original subject matter is, I thought would be interesting, and it wasn't. It would have been for the first stage. It would have been for the first stage where you actually hear the music, and it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, neat! You have a you have a little grabber beam. You can use it as a shield. Neat. Yeah. All right. And then it's let's, let's, just like, okay, on. well, grab the, grab the green one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because
1: you expect you expect the homing missiles to be weaker or something. They're
0: super not. <laughs> they're super
1: duper not. They're
0: so strong.
1: So do you, do you? Okay, you know how you they they get slightly stronger if you pick up the same color multiple times yes. to get three yeah, upgrades. Yeah, yeah. Did you know there's a fourth upgrade? No. It's the most convoluted nonsense ever to get it. So you, if there's a bunch of requirements, hold on. I think I copy and pasted what they were in a word pad file. I should really open these things before we start talking. Um, no, I didn't, but it's something dumb. Like, so you know how, you know, the ships th- first of all, there's a couple different requirements. Like it's gotta be, it, you have to have survived for a certain number of frames. There's like two different, con- there's like two different conditions. Okay. One of which has to be met. One of them has to do with number of frames and um something else the other one has to do with like the 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 number of upgrades that you've shot down since dying kind of a thing okay um but both of them you have to have you know how you you break some ships and you get like a big bomb that you can then grab with your grabber oh yeah 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 so if you break another one of those ships that should give you a bomb so you have to carry that bomb with you that whole time and then you break it with the bomb it drops a purple upgrade, which turns your weapons into comically large versions of themselves. So you know how the green, the 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 green bolts are pretty small? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They become these, like, big half moons. <laughs> but you get just as many of them, so it just fills the screen with these giant homing things. The lasers are, <laughs> they're like tree trunk sized lasers. Like, it's ridiculous. Huh. Uh, because, you know, it's more or less impossible to get.
0: Like Yeah, I mean, the, like, person. I think there's... I think most stages only have, like, two of those bombs. Yeah, you have to... Yeah, it's... it's. it's and there's no, like, without memorizing the positions, there's no... You'd have no way of knowing which ones carry them, I don't think.
1: No, it, and it feels literally impossible in the later levels because you have to traverse small corridors, which the bomb would just blow up. Yeah, it, it has a hitbox,
0: so if you bonk the... If you the bonk the, the, the bomb against a wall, it just explodes.
1: Yeah, so it, 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 it also lends itself to the oh this doesn't seem like it was intended for normal people to do again yeah, that would be yeah, a great yeah. testing thing right like yeah <laughs> totally uh, so but but yeah there's I saw because I didn't I did not find that myself. That's not something that I no I, did I on definitely
0: my own. didn't. <laughs>
1: you know, like, I was just looking at uh, I was looking for the manual because I wanted to see what I was missing, but the manual that I found was in Japanese, which would have been helpful because then I would have understood why I was going so fast because I just didn't even think about the fact that that's what those did. Yeah. Uh, but obviously that makes perfect sense. The, the manual, I don't even think, has the bonus power. So I was looking through a video because then I saw the ending. I was like, wasn't there a different ending? I was like, well, what the hell's wrong with this dude's shots? They're huge. Which then made me look into... Find out
0: why that was happening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you wouldn't find that out naturally. You
0: definitely wouldn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's wild.
1: Yeah. It's, it's... I don't know. It's a game that I'm not upset that we played because... No, not at all especially since it's short well that helps but it's it's weird it's i'm basically giving it an unfair treatment only because the meme had such a it was it was like the 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 all your base belonged to us was such a big part of like my younger days that i'm giving the game way more benefit of the doubt because realistically this game is not a good game it's just like super generic and yeah the thing thing is i like i don't think
0: it's a bad game it's not a bad game no but i wouldn't it's like, it is absolutely the type of game that you play, and if it didn't have that one memorable thing, you would shrug and, and forget about it. Yeah. It's like when we played Scat. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a serviceable scrolling shooter game that's got some cool stuff. You remember anything about it other than it having, like, obvious caricatures of, like, Susan Sarandon and Arnold Schwarzenegger. In that's it. the only thing I remember,
1: really. I mean, not entirely true but the only reason that game will ever be will stay in my memory is because like oh my god okay all right all right that's 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 arnold and sigourney weaver for sure
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's right not susan strandin
1: i'm thinking of galaxy quest oh it's weird you said that and i didn't even and then i said the name and i wasn't even doing it to correct you i i thought you said the the, the right i game.
0: said it and it sounded wrong but i was like i'm gonna just i'm gonna just own it that's fine
1: <laughs> that's weird i actually didn't even realize that until you corrected yourself <laughs>
0: It's funny, Sigourney Weaver is also in Galaxy Quest, so I was wrong twice. I tried to make an excuse of what I was thinking of, and I was wrong about that also. <laughs> so I'm just going to stop. Susan I don't Sarandon. watch movies, people. Except you still got a lot of those... Uh, yeah, I know the quotes because they're memes. It's like knowing all your base belong to us, but not playing Zero Wing. That's
1: deep. You're right, that's true. That's true. Did uh, I want to show you... I, I can't find... For sure, if this is box art or if this is the, from the arcade. But I just want okay. to show you what this game looked like in Japan. Because, holy, sh- dude, the box art. <laughs> it is something else. If that's, that's what you saw. Sh- like, if you saw that on the shelf next to almost anything else that would have been there at, in 1989, it, it would. I, might, I would want to buy this game. That's crazy good <sighs> box art. Like, I think we should use this box art for for the thumbnail for the,
0: oh i'm I'm already game. downloading it for that purpose
1: it's hundred percent it's awesome, and I don't know if it's actually official or not. It was really difficult to i mean I didn't search that hard, but this this is some of my favorite box art I've ever seen
0: yeah there it's that's a lot there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on there,
1: and sure, I guess it's technically in the video game <laughs> but but dang
0: <laughs> I mean, there is some decent art in the game. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Again, there's everything's some, there's not some bad. There's some cool stuff. There's some there's some neat bosses. Um, I know you said meat or neat,
1: but I heard meat. And I was like, I guess they're kind of. That's like, oh, wait, nope, he meant or he said neat.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of also true. There's. There's some some weird alien masses. That you fight. Yeah, no, I mean, like I, I think the game is fine. Like at no it point is. playing it was I like, having a bad time. No, it's I, just, upset gonna I was just I'm going to walk away from it and still not really find anything about it particularly memorable other than the <laughs> meme that everyone's been saying for 25 years. Yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm very... really glad that I got to see the game behind it, but it's really comes down to like, OK, I got to play the game that the all your base is from,
1: mm-hmm. but it's the per- so this is the this game is actually a perfect addition to the the switch online service. It's. I think it's a perfect because you don't need to go out of your way to download a ROM or buy the game for real or yeah anything like that. So so being able to just boot it up, watch the opening cutscene, play the stage for three or four minutes, and then turn the game off. It's 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 ideal.
0: Yeah, like I do think that the I feel like in many ways the Switch Online service has become the dumping ground for games that are of acceptable quality, but. <laughs> like, not really notable for any reason and never made a... never really made a huge impact. But they're like, this is... this is inoffensive enough
2: for our service.
1: Actually, in terms of impact... This might be one of the most impactful games they've released on the Switch Online
0: service. Just yeah, because just of the not meme. for reasons involving the actual thing, the actual game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> beyond its first three uncontrolled minutes. <laughs> <laughs> was it weird to you? Was was it weird for you hearing the music but not hearing the robot voices? Yeah, that's actually why I looked it up because I was I was I needed to hear the the dumb robot voice. What
1: yeah. you say? <laughs> yeah. I very much enjoyed that.
0: What is your favorite single line from that entire dialogue? Mm. Like the one the one line that just like Gets you to crack your smile the widest. It's okay if it's all your base are belong to us. That's not what it is for me. I don't know
1: which one. I don't think I have one specifically because like it kind of all comes together. But I actually say what you say in the dumb robot voice sometimes, or I'll or I'll try and like w- like when Kyle and I would talk and he would say something, I would I would just say what you say, like you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's probably the one that stuck with me because I want it. Because I, I don't know.
0: I don't know why that was the one. I feel like, video. but I, no, that's why I ask is like, I feel like people have one where it's like, there's just one line that sticks with you and then you just say it and use it sometimes just randomly. But it's only, it's only funny with the robot
1: voice. Like by itself, it's not particularly funny. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. a meme. The, the, the line is sticking with me because of the joke line, I guess.
0: Yeah. I find myself once in a while... Uh, when I'm talking to Jesse or, 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 you know, somebody that I'm close to and yeah, you know, we're making plans or something. I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. You, you know what you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will just like completely like the total opposite. I will totally casually just work. You know what you doing? In, that's uh, a really good one. In, into casual conversation. I, there's something about that that just grabs me
1: for great justice, okay?
0: For great justice. I mean,
1: <laughs> the whole thing is perfect. It's it's honestly just the best opening to a, like if you're going to battle if you're going to poorly translate a video game, this 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 is right. This is like top tier stuff. The whole the whole sequence is, is 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 right there for me.
0: I feel like it spawned an entire subgenre of people trying to capture that lightning in a bottle but do it on purpose. Like this the sort of intentional, like bad translation. <laughs> okay, and it yeah. never lands quite the same way because the zero wing the zero wing dialogue is authentic. Well, that's so
1: when it's if it's you can almost tell when it's something's not authentic. That's like a lot of the Zany video there's a website, Zany Video Game Quotes. Yeah. And the 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 best ones are just ones that were clearly I mean, most of these are almost all accidents just because of the nature of how they were translated. Of course. But but you can really tell when someone's doing something on purpose versus mm-hmm. when someone's not. So like, if you look through any video game quotes, all of these are mostly, I mean, I bet all of them are not on purpose. So they're, they're all going to have that funny edge to them. But when you watch something that's made in the last, I don't know, 10 years where they have dumb quotes in it or mistranslations
0: on purpose, you, it's, it's kind of like a, mm, I mean, it, half of them do it by quoting zeroing. <laughs> Fair. They'll like, they'll, it's the same thing where like, you know, every, every adventure game, every indie adventure game has their take on the dangerous to go alone quote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like if someone is going for that energy of like the weird bad translation game or the funny video game quote, you know, half of them will do like all your blank are belong to us. Sure. So like you like it doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't hit the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. This is this is just an authentic attempt to to generate a a really dramatic storyline and <laughs> it just became it became this. And well, and that's what makes it better to me because they could
1: have easily just cut cut it out cuz it's not even part of the game when you it's just the it's just when you leave it on the start screen for a <laughs> second or two. It's like, like
0: the like I I will never forget reading the alien soldier wiki. Yeah, where it's like there's a long text scroll describing the story of the game and it's never referred to after you hit the after you start right. the game right exactly exactly it, that's it's exactly that it's just <laughs> here's here's a huge cut scene with the game's story now just go through eight unrelated stages
1: <laughs> also we're not going to wrap up the story in any way for you
0: <laughs> i mean not in any way that is makes sense
1: yeah. Yeah, so it's they went out of their way to have this translation in it and that's that's beautiful.
0: Yep. I mean it's it is the singular thing that has made Zero Wing a notable video game 30 plus years later. Yeah. That is the only reason anyone knows what this game is and for good reason. <laughs> for good reason. Hey, do we know what we're playing next week? No. I don't even know when I'm going to be able to stream again. True,
1: I don't know. You'll we'll, surprise for them and us. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll we'll figure it out. But I, I
1: otherwise, the last time we tried me. to
0: announce or tease the next thing we were playing, it completely blew up in my face. So it did. <laughs> Thankfully, not literally, but it sure did. I don't know what I' doing. <laughs> To turn the podcast off
2: <laughs> what happened someone set up us to bond we get signal what main screen turn on it's you how are you gentlemen all your base are belong to us you are on the way to destruction what you say you have no chance to survive, made your time. Ha ha ha.